What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. So stoked to have everybody tuning in. If you are new to the show, welcome. So glad you decided to join us. If you are a repeat listener, you know what the deal is. I'm sitting down with interesting folks. I'm just trying to gain some perspective, so I appreciate everybody joining me for the ride. Um, I'm going to be doing some sponsorship spots, and if that's not really something you're going to wanting to listen to, you can check into the show notes, and I have a uh, timestamp to let you know when the conversation starts. But Big thank you goes out to the homies over at Strange Donuts. If you are in the St. Louis area, check them out. Man, donuts are hands down one of my favorite things. One of my guilty pleasures, absolutely. Anytime I'm traveling, one of my favorite things to do is go seek out one of the best donuts in the area, whatever that may be. And hands down in the St. Louis area, Strange Donuts is where it's at. So, the Creepcore location is my favorite. It's the closest to me. However, they have one in Kirkwood. They have one in Maplewood. Uh, there's also one in Edwardsville, Illinois. So there's four locations in the St. Louis area. And absolutely love these people. The donuts are phenomenal. They always have uh, some sort of unique special every week. Uh, if you're in the St. Louis area, check them out. Let them know we sent you. Strange Donuts. This episode is brought to you by Imposed Will. Imposed Will is my company. I'm absolutely loving building this company, and I cannot thank you guys enough for all the support that we've gotten thus far. We have a whole line of apparel and goods. Go check us out. You can save 10% just by using the code outside when you check out. So come check us out, imposedwill.com. Again, you can use the code outside when you check out. You'll save 10%. We are also hosting all of the show apparel and goods as well. So anything outside perspective, you can get there. And again, you can still save 10%. So go to imposedwill.com today. We are also sponsored by Handwraps Paper Co. Go to handwrapsco.com. That's H-A-N-D-W-R-A-P-S-C-O. Dot com check them out i am a huge fan of hemp rolling papers i don't really like tobacco so i don't really do the blunts but when i'm in the mood for a nice joint i'm going to use my hand wraps check them out handwrapsco.com all right my guest today i'm sitting down with paul nigalusi Paul's an interesting fella. He is a world champion, all-natural masters bodybuilder. He is a martial artist. He's in the local politics. We have a really good conversation. This was a fun one. Um, I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this one. So without any further rambling from me, let's gain some perspective with Paul Nicolucci. All right, we're rocking and rolling, my man. All right. All right. How do you say your last name, Paul? Nicolucci. I am an, uh, I almost want to say Nicolesi, but I feel like I was going to mess it up if I said that. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I'm an Italian who definitely does not look Italian. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I've only been up for like an hour, so forgive me. Okay. I, uh, all transparency, I, I did some, uh, some psilocybin yesterday. Okay. It just kept me up pretty late. Right on. I had to wake up early for work at like four. Are you so. are you early? You're an early riser every day. Uh, you know, I got to that point to where I had to work early, and if I didn't have to work early, I had to work overtime. So I tried to get up early. Yeah. 
and just get a lot of stuff done before work, whether it's working out, reading, looking at my investments, looking at the market. Yeah. It's just a healthy habit. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot of books. Obviously, I look at like successful people in various walks of life. They tend to wake up early. Yeah, um, it's common. It's a sim- yeah. common trait. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of CEOs and stuff or gym people, you wouldn't surprise, they're not really jacked or ripped, but they mm-hmm. go to the gym at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, mm-hmm. and set their day up. So I, I try to live that life. I mean, on the weekends, obviously, I do social things. I sleep in a little later, but today I had to work, so yeah, I had to get up early. Really? Is it, do you normally work on Saturdays? No, I mean, we're not. We're I work at a really nice company, yeah. uh, Lind Energy. You know, it's... Uh, in Soja, Illinois. It's actually, they own the company I work at, Praxair, so it's a large conglomerate. And they're really cool. They give us holidays off, like we're off Thursday and Friday next week. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, we had to make it up today. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Right on, man. Yeah, I typically wake up pretty early. I'm usually up by between like, I'd say like 5.30 and 6 most days. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, but you're usually up by 4.00. Uh, during the week, it's, it's usually about, well, today we worked earlier, so we get out of there earlier. It's usually about five or five thirty. Okay. What's a typical day look like for you? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I do have a routine. I'm a creature of habit. Okay. I wake up, let's say five o'clock. I stretch for 15 minutes and then I go to the gym for about an hour and a half hour. Maybe depends on a body part. Then I go to work. Okay. And then, um, say I also invest in real estate too. So when I get off work, I tend to talk to you know, my guy I'm working with, what we're going to do later down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, me and my planner, good good friends. I train him too. You know, uh, we talk about the market, what's going on, just interesting stuff like that and how I can better my life and how I can set up the next day. And, you know, I'm just such a planner. Even now, like I'm not doing any bodybuilding shows for a couple of years. We let my body recover from uh, this year's hectic prep. But uh, I just plan on my food. Like, what am I going to eat? Do I have enough food at the house for this prep meal, this meal? Or, yeah, I just know what I'm going to do all the time to a fault. It's kind of neurotic. I know yeah. I, like, I can tell you what I'm going to be doing this time tomorrow. It's like the far end of the spectrum, like wanting all the data, having everything structured. <laughs> yeah, and I am a structured person and somewhat of a tactician. I like to plan things. Yeah. Uh, I take things somewhat in. I take it somewhat slow. I try not to act rash, but I'm human. I do it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we all do that, right? Oh, yeah. It's a good quality to have, though, right? Being structured, having plans, sure. right? I, I mean, people tend to be successful that way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you see a lot of common traits amongst successful people, right? Yeah. Yeah, getting up early, taking care of your body, um, you know, having that daily schedule, you you tend to see that across the board. Oh, sure. And then, like, putting healthy stuff in your body, it makes your mind healthy. Yeah. Like, when my diet's on, I think better. Like, if I let, like, Sunday, you know, especially when there's no shows coming up, I let go. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not a big drinker. I might have a beer or two and a little bit of whiskey, and I go off my diet. I feel horrible Monday. I'm like, oh, man, life sucks. Yeah. You just kind of don't know if that kind of food hits your brain and does inflammation. I've read studies like that, but you just – then, like, once I get back on track, you know, I just – I feel and act better, you know. Right. But in the time, you're having fun. (laughs) You know, when you're watching football or fights with your boys, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, everything is in moderation. Absolutely. I haven't drank in – Almost a year and a half. You know, I was on prep from the day after the Super Bowl, basically to October 9th, with just a little break in between my contests, so I totally relate. What's prep like for you? Oh, man. Um, I like to take my time. You know, I'm an older I'm an older bodybuilder, and, you know, I'm not getting into the weeds on drug-free versus the guys who use enhanced stuff, but we are drug-tested. We're natural, you know. So. All natty, baby. Yeah, all natty. We can take supplements and stuff, but I mean, there's a lot of compounds and stuff we can't do. Basically, any anything 
No, like anabolics. No, no, no. We have a we have a long list of stuff we can't take. We can't even take a lot of stuff at the shop, like a lot of stimulants and you know, of course, the pro hormones, SARMs, all that. Even stuff you buy at the shops. Oh yeah. Illegal in my fed. We have a list of stuff that's unreal. I got my drug test back. I'm like, oh my god, I don't even know what a lot of this stuff is. There's like four pages. Yeah. It's it's right there with the Olympics, if not better. So like that said. We don't get a lot of help. You really got to be on your diet. You don't have room for air mm-hmm. at all. So I take a long time. Like I dieted from February to June 18th. Not proud of this, but I lost about 30-something pounds. I got a little out of shape in the offseason. I thought I was a lot more ripped than I was. Once I actually got stage ready, I'm like, that 210 was kind of sloppy. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that was what it was. Were you, um, like, do- were you like dirty bulking? Yeah. Yeah, I was dirty bulking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and – uh I wasn't training martial arts for the first time in a while okay. or doing any cool Spartan races. I had an neck surgery in 2019. So just to be completely honest with you, when I started prep, I wasn't sure if my body could handle dehydration, low body fat for long periods of time. I thought that disc might give on me again. Mm. I got an artificial disc in my C6 right now. Oh, wow. But not only did I compete, this was the best year of my career, hands down. I won the 40 and up IBE's Masters World Championship, which is the best title of 40 40- plus year old bodybuilder can win that's right man congrats yeah and i you know i'm still taking it in it doesn't sound right me telling you i won that because <laughs> you know i'm a you know obviously good competitor i'm yeah. pro but to think i was going to be a world champion especially with some of the people who won it before i'm like oh, i'm in that class now now i gotta maybe try to beat these guys when i come back was that your goal actually going into it or were you just trying oh, to like, just see what you could do i mean you're a competitor every jiu-jitsu match you do you want to win you want to win you know right. masters worlds in vegas you don't want to lose yeah but you're just still like holy macro this is the best of the best and that's me now you're like wow yeah of course i plan on it the way we work the way we wake up i mean you know i mean you're always sore like it's a lot of discipline jiu-jitsu. going into bodybuilding it's a lot of discipline, like the, doing the martial arts. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more physical pain. It's like, okay, this guy over here, like, you know, when I did the Naga, that's a pretty rough kind of style jiu-jitsu tournament. It's kind of anything goes, you know. I lost a match. I had a guy double-legged him. I was, I was in the guillotine, and the guy rolled out. He ended up getting me. We were rolling all over outside the ring. They didn't stop it, and I don't think the ref should have because he had a good hold. And mm-hmm. But, I mean. You let him finish the submission. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you should. But the thing is, though, when we do jiu-jitsu, we're real respectful towards each other. That's the one thing I liked about it. Like, mm-hmm. you could hurt somebody anytime, but you don't. You respect the guy. Right. You know, you don't snap an ankle. You don't break an arm. You don't choke a man out, you know. But the training I did for martial arts really got me ready for the bodybuilding training because it's a lot more difficult. What's more difficult about the bodybuilding is holding low body fat for so long. Yeah. Because you want to get in shape early, and you want to start to gradually more and fill your body out. But when you function on about 5% body fat for three weeks to a month, you get a lot of a lot of bad symptoms of a guy with low body fat. You know, you've been there. Yeah, it's not so, healthy. No, and to hold it so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, I mean, I'm not sure if this is a mistake because I want to compete in St. Louis as a pro. My hometown, never got to do it. I did it in 2018. Keith Hunter at the St. Louis Naturals had an open pro and a master's pro. So I basically got to compete against young guys mm-hmm. and the older competitors, too. And it was good, like, doing two shows in one is in front of my hometown. A lot of people got to see me compete that never would. Mm-hmm. But uh, being on prep for that, then Lynn having that little lull period between October is a long time. So the first 10 months of the year, I was on prep for eight and a half of them. So the first about 40... 45 weeks of the year, I was dieting 35 of them oh, in wow. a calorie deficit. Wow. Dude, and that's intense, man. It's intense, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, MMA and, and jiu-jitsu and, like, just different combat right. sports, like, there's that there's that physical kind of, like, 
beating down oh. just from like, you know, just the sure. pounding with other people. But I think the probably closest aspect of, of like fighting to, to bodybuilding is like, you know, it's like that weight cutting period. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, and if you're a smart fighter, not every every fighter does a little bit different. Like sure. Some people will cut, you know, 20, 30 pounds of water. Like, I've seen it happen. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's I don't, insane. I don't know how they do and it. And, like, coming from the world of wrestling, I never thought that was a good idea. I just, like, I'm going to walk around comfortable. I got out of a calorie deficit the last, you know, three days of a weigh-in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd cut a little water that day, nothing crazy, mm-hmm. weigh in and then eat. I just think your body's funky. When yeah, you, when you get in a calorie deficit too long and you're not on your A game. Yeah, if you're in a calorie deficit too right. long, right? Which I think that's probably why some people try to do the water. Maybe in their mind, it's just right. like, all right, I'll just cut all this water real fast and I'll rehydrate it, and then uh, I'll do okay. But man, that's hard. I've never, I've never been able to do that. So I would always, I diet down. I would try to diet, yeah. you know, just be real clean on my diet. Get down to, I don't know, probably like ten, eight, between eight and twelve pounds is usually where I'd get, and then I'd cut that with water. But you're when you start that water cut, I mean, you've already at that point probably have been dieting for a month you know oh, yeah. and you're, you're probably pretty depleted at least i was i was usually pretty depleted by the time i start my water cut i probably hadn't had solid food for at least 24 hours at that point like i'm usually just like doing smoothies or something just yeah. all easily digestible stuff staying really hydrated up until the moment i'm about to cut water weight yeah. and a lot of it depends on when the weigh-in is too for the tournament like denaga had the night before so I couldn't well, do it. Well, with fighting, it was yeah. always the night before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We always got 24 hours to, to rehydrate. Now, with bodybuilding, is it you – how does how does that work? I mean, Here's there's not like a way or anything, right? You just want to be as dehydrated as you possibly can, right? So whenever you step on the stage, you look great. Well, I'm glad you touched on that because uh, a lot of people do it a certain way. Like he says, everybody, everybody does it different. I don't dehydrate for bodybuilding shows. Okay. I get ripped. I drank two gallons of water the day before, and just because I'm such a creature of habit, okay, I'd probably just quit drinking water about six thirty or seven every night, just because I don't want to wake up all night using the restroom. You know, so mm. I'm getting older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my mid forties, I gotta wake up to yeah. use the restroom more, so I just gotta <laughs> cut it off anyway. Yeah, give yourself some time. So I'm under the impression I look great a week out. Mm. I'm drinking two gallons of water a day the whole time up until the show. My body's naturally going to get rid of it. Oh, wow. I'm really low body fat, five percent body fat, nowhere mm-hmm. for the water to go. Wake up the day to show looking ripped. I might drink uh, about a liter and a half before I get on stage, get water and carbohydrates through my muscle, and then, you mm-hmm. know, I'm on stage and I'm popping. Oh, wow. The, the thing is, when you say dehydrate, I just don't, don't think if you if you have really super-duper low body fat, you're not going to hold water. You're just not. I just don't think you will. Uh, now, being ripped for fighting is one thing. There's guys that look like a million bucks. I mean, ripped like, you know, your George St. Pierre. Somebody's got, I mean, Taron Woodley's chiseled out of stone. Uh. But being lean as a fighter is different than being lean on stage. I mean, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Those guys are ripped. We go an extra mile. Right. You know, that's, yeah, that's right. that's the point. So it's, it's it's a different type of dehydration, right? I mean, typically, from what I see, like a lot of these guys, they're, they're trying to like, from my understanding, right. correct me if I'm wrong, like they're trying to like just get rid of as much water that they're possibly holding to create like better striations in well, their skin, like in their muscles. And I'm going to touch on to what like you're look. getting because in the bodybuilding world, not so much my world of natural bodybuilding. Cause I've never heard of an athlete dying in his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of competitors in the, you know, IFBB and other feds die in their prime oh. men and women from using diuretics. Like you said, yeah. they need to try to take it that extra mile. So. Yeah. But you don't see that so much in natural bodybuilding. No. And, okay. Well, one, we can't take diuretics like that. They're illegal. Okay. So even diuretics are illegal. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. You cannot take any diuretic whatsoever. You'll fill your drug oh. test and you will be banned for life. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, we don't deal with that. And I just, 
uh, we haven't had a bodybuilder in his prime die of yeah. a health-related issue. Well, the whole idea is just to do it as healthy as possible, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, what's inspiring about natural bodybuilding, like a guy my age still top of his game, you yeah. know? Um, you know, 56-year-olds still do natural bodybuilding. Yeah. They don't have to put all that stuff in their body for decades at a time to compete so they can still go. Now, do they allow, do they allow um, like, prescribed TRT in natural bodybuilding? No. I it, Most federations at this point don't. Not even in, like, the master's division? No. Okay. No. And, uh, that's interesting. And I'll say that's You just almost... think from the health and vitality of maybe, like, a, like a 50-year-old competitor, maybe. Well, here's Are there 50-year-old a... competitors? Oh, there's a lot of 50-year-old yeah, competitors, so, I mean, absolutely. I, um, I would think just for the vitality of a 50-year-old competitor in life, they would do that. Well, here's the deal. I, I completely agree. And maybe if it comes at a point to where the sport's hard, hard on your health or your testosterone's so low, you need to do that. And maybe you just shouldn't compete at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's just, it's a real slippery slope for the soul fact. It would be real hard to control someone's testosterone levels with that and a pass our test. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because let's say you're, you know, let's say you're 55 years old and you do TRT, your testosterone levels up to, you know, 1200, the max or whatever. The, the We have a six to one ratio. Let's say you top out at the six to one ratio and you go up against a 30 year old who's probably only maybe a two or three to one. Nobody ever. Going over two or three to one is pretty uncommon. So let's say now the 50-something-year-old's got an advantage of what, twice as much testosterone in his body as a 30-year-old. It's just a big gray area. What ratio are you referring to? Like the ratio between testosterone and estrogen? No, no, or? no. The ratio between testosterone and epitestosterone. That's how they measure. That's how they usually catch dirty athletes in like WADA okay. and any sport. It's like, okay, let's test his testosterone, see if it's high amongst the other substances. Mm-hmm. So... They do that, and it's like, okay, this guy, I think it's usually four or six to one. So it's like, okay, this guy's, let's say 14 to one. That's not uncommon for someone who takes BDs. They're like, okay, this guy's clearly dirty. Okay. And then they can run various tests and through, you know, all kinds of lab equipment and stuff to find out the exact substance and mm. track it down. Okay. But their first red flag is your testosterone count usually. Oh, okay. Okay. I wonder what the limits are for some of the, the master's competitors. Because oh, I mean, it's all, it's, it's in my federation, it's all six to one. Well, because just, I'm just, you know, as right. just naturally as you get older, your testosterone levels drop, right? Yeah. So, so uh, a 50-year-old man's testosterone levels, I mean, most likely – is going to be well below what the normal range oh, is for well, a male. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's... Just, just there's, from nature. Yeah, and there's so, ways to increase it, but you're right. I mean, nature's nature. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I would think. Like, I, outside of bodybuilding, sure. I would... Pers- like, I know I will. Once I get right. to a certain age, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be taking testosterone just for vitality. Sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, like vital oh, hormone yeah. oh, for sure for for just life yeah. especially for men right so it naturally decreases over time so in my mind it's like well why wouldn't you just naturally kind of like do or not naturally do your best to keep it at its optimal level right oh i i mean i i agree if it ever comes to the point to where my health's on the line of course i'll you know i right. won't compete anymore so you i know, see like, okay, i see yeah. the conflict there but yeah. i was just like man if i'm a 50 year old man it's like i'm probably going to do that just for my health but right. if i also want to compete you would hope that they could also compete because it's not really i wouldn't think it's giving them 
this astronomical unfair advantage that maybe like Heck a like no, like a <laughs> like a like a twenty year old would yeah, get. Yeah, oh, I get I do being forty three and you know be forty four soon. It this is harder for me to do than I was in my mid twenties. Oh, one hundred percent. I bro. could be you know not that I was like some huge party. Everybody could be out all night drinking with the boys, eating some White Castle, wake up on two hours of sleep, boom, still wake up looking yeah. good and have a good workout. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, I'll be thirty four in less than right. a month, and it's uh yeah, it's the same deal. Like some I don't know if it's just like right around that early 30s range just all of a sudden you feel something dude recovery is a little bit slower i put on oh, probably, yeah i got like 10 pounds thicker like it's solid weight but like for for whatever reason i got about like 10 pounds thicker yeah. and it's just harder like i can't really lose it i'm just more solid this is weird yeah i get your your body thickens up as you get older recovery man. slows down yeah but and, you get that strength uh, i'll tell you what my last year uh you know training jujitsu i was full, at full time doing it all the time competing you know mm-hmm. going full-blown rolling sessions um I noticed I was, you know, I was 40 years old, getting ready to be 41. I was quite a bit older than most of the people rolling. I mean, there's guys my age who do it. We know them. They're really good at it. But I was like, man, these these kids, man, I'm in class on Monday. I don't feel good till Thursday. I mean, they're going at it. They're fresh and, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, the recovery is something else. Like, it's so vital. Right. And I trained at the Head Not HQ, and those guys are killers out there. Yeah. I mean, they're ready to go. Uh, I mean, yeah. that, that's where you want to go if you want to. It's a really good school. I mean, that's a good place to go to if you want to win tournaments and learn jiu-jitsu. Josh I mean, is a great instructor. Josh is a great instructor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, does Steve a, teach much out there? Or is Josh because I know Steve does like personal training. And yeah, and yeah, stuff Steve like does. I, at, especially when I was going, he would teach class. Josh was the main guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just a classroom full of guys who can go. Yeah, I've been meaning to stop out there. I know. Yeah. Um, I've been telling Josh forever I'm gonna come out there. I think like typically on Sundays they have like open mat at ten thirty. Yeah, they still have that. And yeah. honestly, my my competition days are that I'm gonna be honest, they're done. You can only do one thing at a time, really. Whenever you're well, like I, really I, competing, I try to do both, and I wasn't really. It hurt both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of half in, half out. It's like what are you gonna? It's like yeah, right. you just kind of put yourself in a situation where you're gonna get injured, and then you can't do anything. Right, and I had a major injury. That disc replacement was a big ordeal. Like I couldn't pick, I couldn't pick forty pounds up with the left side of my Shit, body, dude. You say that was from jujitsu. I'm just going to say it's a combination of everything because yeah. I really wasn't even in pain when it happened. I just kind of noticed I lost my strength when I went to work out. Yeah. And, yeah, I couldn't pick up a 40-pound dumbbell, and I'm like, something's not right. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think this is a combination of everything I've done over the years. It's yeah. not j- just jujitsu. Yeah. You know. What's your diet like, man? Uh, Like on a regular basis? Yeah. Right now, this is bulking season. Okay. I'm about 4,000 calories a day strong. Oh, nice. Yep. What are you eating? What's Usually, that consist of? Oh, about 500 grams of carbohydrates. Trying to get my body used to eat more dough. So when I do get back on yeah. stage again, when I do compete again, I don't have to go so low carb. Yeah. So you're measuring out all your meals. I got, you know what? I've been doing it long enough in the off season. I can eyeball you it. Yeah, eyeball it probably. Yeah. Now, right? Yeah. You use that scale enough. You're like, all right, I know what six ounces well, chicken looks like. Oh, yeah. No, it's always more than six. But yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, protein wise, I do about 250. Okay. And then fat wise, I don't see a big reason to have a whole lot of fat in my diet. It's usually about 50 or 60 grams. And then like. Okay. So you're heavy on the carbs and protein. Heavy on the carbs and protein. And then like the thing is like on the weekends, sometimes I'll go eat, you know, a meal off the beaten path. Okay. But I keep my carb sources. They're not like show prep because I want to have a little fun. I'll eat some healthier cereals, maybe some gluten-free popcorn sometimes. I do the red potatoes, Uh the sweet potatoes and the oatmeal still, but I'll go off and do some better tasting carb sources just to break up the monotony okay so a lot of potatoes rice you're a rice guy yeah uh quinoa? yes i do you eat quinoa 
I've I've eaten it before. Yes. Okay. Uh, but I get potatoes. what's in my local grocery store. Okay. So uh, yeah, quinoa. Sometimes they have it. Sometimes they don't. So, I go to the Walmart grocer by my house. So. Okay. Uh, so, but you're mostly doing like potatoes and rice. Oh of, yeah, yeah, and and oats. oats. Oats is a good one because you can make yeah. it taste good. Great for breakfast for sure. Yes, sir. What um what kind of protein sources are you mostly doing? I'm just gonna be completely honest. I'm not a big protein shake guy. Doing when I'm on the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, fish, salmon, fish. Uh, tuna. I um, might get mercury poisoning. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> one of these years. Uh, fish oil is good for you, though. Yeah, I do. I do fish oil too. I have really good fish oil sub, uh, supplement from Zenzino. Okay, well, you're, and you're also getting it from all the fish you're eating. Yeah, like yeah. Area. I mean, salmon. I either yeah. eat salmon every day, one serving of salmon. You know. Okay. Uh, tuna. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, I eat fish, some kind of fish every day. Oh um, wow. I eat chicken okay. about every day. Uh, some kind of lean turkey almost every day, and I eat red meat maybe four or five times a week. Okay. And I egg something that's in my diet daily. Man, I it's hard to not have eggs. Like I love. Oh, eggs well, I mean so they're much. cheap, healthy source of protein. No, man, they're like right. in my mind, it's it's nature's multivitamin. Like yeah, you what, what, what what you're getting from that yolk is is just unbelievable. Absolutely. That the idea that people throw away the yolk is just like why? What okay. are you doing? Okay, that I'm that guy. Good, I'm I've that been guy that guy. When I, I'm that guy when I prep. I'll throw away a couple yolks, but I eat a couple of them for healthy fats. Yeah, dieting. Yeah. No, I I get you know some people have sure. the, like you have a reason for doing it right. and you have this understanding of your body and some people will do it just because maybe maybe they do have a harder time digesting that fat but right. i think a lot of people are just under the assumption that's healthier you know there's still that oh, whole that, not, that, not that, that whole adage that the, the yolk is not healthy and when you do it for that reason i'm like what are you doing don't get me wrong you eat a dozen full eggs you're in probably like five or six eggs with the yolks is not going to kill you that's good for you oh yeah yeah, I have a very high fat diet, so I, I tend to eat quite a bit of fat. You know, and you want to keep your body guessing. At some point, I'll have a higher fat diet, and I'll walk the carbs back a little. Yeah, I do that. I'll keep the protein about the same for muscle building. Maybe go up a little, maybe yeah. go down a little. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna throw more fats in eventually. In I like, a, yeah, I like a lot of fat. Do you um, do you monitor like your sodium? You try to keep that low, or I, I try to. You know what? Uh, you need a good amount of sodium. Yeah, I take a shit ton of right. sodium. I do. I actually use these uh, these like elemental salt packs. It's, yeah, you, you know, what I'm talking. It's like sodium, potassium, and um, some magnesium. I go for about twenty five hundred to three thousand milligrams a day is what I shoot for. Okay. You know, you don't want to go too much lower than that because sodium's essential for a lot of different health. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how many people just don't understand that. I mean, I hate to say it, but our government and we're educated so poorly on food. That food pyramid they got is pretty bad. The stuff they recommend to eat. Yeah, it's always changing. Uh, I don't even, is it even right. a pyramid anymore? It's I like, don't it's even. Like a, I think it's like a plate now. Maybe I quit paying attention to them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> to be honest with you, man, I really quit taking after spending. And I'm sure you do the same, right? After spending just so many years like researching and, right. and diving into it, and and like you have access to so many reliable right. sources through podcasts and books. Yeah. Like you don't really actually need to go get this degree to have of like an advanced education and no and nutrition no, and, no. and science and health, right? So, after spending all this time researching, right. I have a hard time believing like a lot of the shit that comes out from certain sources. It's like, man, I don't know where you were getting your information to make this right. food pyramid, but it's it's bad science at best. Well, and then you know, I. You know, I'm an elected official, not on a major scale like that, but I mean, you tend not to pay consequences when you make a bad move in government. Right. Because I would, there's, I mean, there are certain places, certain parts of the country, certain senators, certain Congress people. I mean, they do an awful job, yet they're rewarded with wealth and power still. Yeah. So, Gover- yeah, government's an, it, it's an interesting thing. Right. Right. It, um, 
the machine of government today just seems so big. It's like, oh. what do you do? I often feel that that something like we're we're reaching this point to where it's so obvious of how fucked up it is, but it's so big and such it's such a self preserving right. machine. At least for me, I almost feel like what can you do? I understand that it's important to do things on the local sure. level, yeah. But when you're looking at like the like the big picture, well, like, like you know that that big giant, it's like what the hell can you do? How do you even get in that club and make a change? Well, here's what I say, and like I started local. Like I said, I don't have some huge political aspirations. I might not go any further than I'm at now as a precinct committeeman. I am nominated for a board position in my county now. We'll see how that goes. Um, but what good people got to jump in a fight. Because yeah. what, what, I'm, what I'm already sick of hearing is, uh, well, someone will act a certain way, which coming from the private sector, like you would be fired. You got to be held accountable for your work, your opinion, your feelings don't matter. Yeah. You don't like this person. You don't like that person. So you're not going to vote on this policy. If I went to work and did that, I'd be sent home without pay. Yeah. Like, you have to do your job. I don't care you don't like this guy or. You know, you guys like a different football team, whatever your personal issue is, we need this stuff done. We need production out the door. Right. It's just in politics. It's not that. It's not about merit. Yeah. And I've I've gathered that from talking to some people when I talk to them about a policy or why this person's qualified for the job. I'm like, well, they do what their voters want. They're kind of in touch with the voters. It just goes over their head. There, are, there aren't actually any, like, prerequisite qualifications to be in like a elected office. Well, here's right? here's what I think uh, is what should be. Whenever you discuss this with people, you gotta do what your voters tell you to do. You gotta put forth policies that better the lives of the people because we're all public employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people are scared of politicians. They think the politicians are the boss when it's the complete other way around. Right. But you need to keep the people in your district happy. You need to do, make moves politically that they agree with. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have. You know, you gotta run your area good no matter what your job is like let's say you're a congressman or in a real failing district you're like why is your district horrible what are you doing to make it better you have uh, access to a lot of resources the media why are you live in such a bad why are you representing such a broken area yeah or you know something yeah. like that it almost seems that a lot of politicians are just operating under like the pretense that nothing can really happen to them. They are. And, um, you know, I have relatives that, you know, cause I am Italian. I have relatives that just never moved over here from Italy. I'm only two generations on my dad's side. Mm. I talk to them through Facebook. It's not like I call them on the phone. Obviously that's a lot harder to do, but they're like, Paul American politicians make too much money. And I didn't really think of that cause I was benign to it because I've lived here so long. I just thought politicians everywhere were filthy rich. Mm-hmm. And they're like, our politicians aren't nearly as wealthy as the politicians in America. And I looked at what some of these politicians are worth. I'm like, oh, wow, tens of millions. And Dude, yeah. Wow. Well, how did you get that on a public salary? You shouldn't be one of the richest people in our society being a public servant. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's its own separate class at this point. It's the political yeah, class. Yeah, it's the polit Like you said, it's political class, the ruling class. But I just think good people need to go into politics. They don't need to be scared to. Like someone like you should probably run for office. You're going to get in there. You're going to do the right thing. You're going to make a good call. Even if I, <laughs> even if I don't agree with that, I think, I mean, you know, Adam's yeah. making the right call with what he thinks is best for his community. You would hope so. but I just think you would. I just think a lot of people are scared because I know good people in my community. I'm like, hey, you talk me into doing something, you know, running for this board seat. Doing that. Why yeah. don't you help me? Yeah. I need people like you. I don't need people who want to get their friends and their family jobs and who want to snake people. I often wonder why the process has to be so complicated to to change things that seem so obviously wrong. 
I guess because oh, – man, that's hard to say. That's a question I can't answer. Yeah, I'm I don't smart know. Enough. I, um, I, yeah, we don't necessarily have to have the answer, but it's just, uh, it just seems so crazy. Well, I think because, like we talked about earlier, there's money on the line. Like, obviously, things have changed since mm-hmm. the Constitution was written, but Thomas Jefferson was not a full-time politician. No, nobody should be a full-time no, politician. No, he's supposed to be public yeah. service, right? I mean, Washington, D.C. was a tiny little town on a swamp. Yeah. Now it is one of the ri- – oh, man, the I don't want to tell you some wrong information, but someone can look this up who's got a phone by him. I think the counties surrounding Washington, D.C. are the wealthiest part of the country. And that that's amazing because Washington, D.C., the city is not. And there's not heavy industry around there. There's not people inventing stuff to make our lives better. Yeah. There's just politicians and lobbyists living there. So I'm like, wow, that's the richest part of our counties in the country? That's not what Washington, D.C. was, you know. It's not the original purpose of it. Yeah, I want let's 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 see what they got here. Fifteen richest counties in the U.S. What is this from? Very interesting. It's from 2020. This is an article from USA News. Who's? Do they just have a list here? Oh, it's one of these I gotta go through a fucking slideshow. Why do they do that? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. See, this is the good use of technology. New We're not Jersey, looking at California, New Jersey. Yeah, it is really it's really convenient. New York, Virginia. So Fair, Fairfax City, Virginia, that's, that's got to be in the, in yeah, the region, right? Yeah, that's in the region, sure. So that's number 10. The okay. median household income is $116,000, almost one hundred seventeen. Double um, the national average, wow. That's Colorado. So Arlington County, Virginia, I'm sure that's, yeah, in, that's, that's in that, yeah. separated from Washington, D.C. by this Potomac River. So that's in the area, right? So mm-hmm. 120000 is the median. That's... Uh, Howard County, Maryland, right? Oh, 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 wow. See, we're getting there. See, that's, yeah, because yeah. it's, because what do they call that, like the, the DMV, like DC, Maryland, Virginia <laughs> yeah. area, like little triangle there. Not the DMV we're used to. <laughs> no, sure. not that one. Where else? So that's three to top 10 so far. So that's New Mexico, California. California's going to have a lot. Just yeah, because they got some sick rich people and some sick poverty out there. Cost of living. Yeah, so Fairfax County, Virginia, again at number three. Wow. Fairfax, Virginia is number three. Yeah. Wow. Fair- that's one hundred twenty-four thousand eight hundred thirty-one dollars. What is one and two? Is the number big question. two is Falls Church City, Virginia. Holy mackerel! I didn't think there's that many yeah. in the top that were in that area. Well, so I knew the couple were. Oh. It, it says Falls Church was. It says separated from Fairfax County in 1984. Wow. So that was all one, and they're probably like, "You fucking peasants! You're too poor for us. We're our own thing now." And the number one is uh, Loudon. It looks like Loudon County, Virginia. Okay, so wow, what's Northern, that like? Half the top ten are in that area. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit, it's crazy. Quite a bit, yeah. So wow. we got so number one, two, three, four, five. Six, six in the area. Five of them in Virginia, one in Maryland. Wow. Yeah, and then California has one, two. Well, California three. is explainable through, like, I'm assuming that's people in the tech industry that make sick money. Well, between the tech yeah. industry and then just the entertainment industry. And sure. Then, and then it looks like there's, like, a one in California or Colorado, and then there's, like, New Jersey and New yeah. York, which makes sense. Sure. But oh, all the absolutely. ones in New Jersey and New York, those are, like, that's 15 through 11. And then yeah. California. That's, oh, they got the real money. New Mexico. I wonder who's rich out here that in is New Mexico. A, yeah, Los Alamos get, County. That's probably we, near Albuquerque somewhere. We get, we get time. We need to look that up. Put somebody on like, is there any heavy industry in Virginia and 
DC that maybe we're not seeing? Is there you know something going on? I the just, government, bro. That's yeah, the I mean, if, if that's if that's the indeed the case, that's a problem because that's not an industry. That's not a wealth creating industry. It's a wealth taking industry. Yeah, man, it's so. just it's just so crazy. Just just that whole sector. Yeah, and I will say, I, our media does a good job dividing us. Just looking at like COVID is a political issue now, which is crazy. It's insane. What in the fuck uh, is going on? Yeah, I mean, it's they did like a poll of Democrats to Republicans. Like half of Democrats think that as soon as you get COVID, I, it's some crazy percentage of you actually going to the hospital, and the percentages are lower than I even thought. It's like who's answering these polls though? Yeah, I don't know. I don't answer polls. No, no. As active as I am in politics, I've only answered a few. Exactly. But so. it's just like we're so polarized. Like sometimes, like the far right, like they don't want any vaccines. They think COVID's a hoax. It's obviously not a hoax. It's, it's a real a thing. Lot, it's putting a lot of people in cemeteries, but it's not. It's not Stephen King's The Stand, where we're gonna go outside and die. You know, it's just yeah. We need to meet in the middle. And I am seeing some sober people on both sides. Yeah, I'll be like, look, if this ever happens again, we can't shut our society down and write $6 trillion of checks that are no good like we're doing now. Yeah, that and and it's it, just the, the blatant, like, ignoring of things. Yeah, all sure. Like, like, just different facts that would arise. Well, in the beginning, right, the whole idea that it was a lab leak, like, that you were crazy if you said that. And then now it's, it's pretty accepted yeah, that yeah. It, it, um, it most likely came from this level four Wuhan lab, right? Right. Which oh, yeah. Seems I mean, it makes sense, be, right? Right, which seems to be funded, right, for gain-of-function research, right? Yeah, and so, I didn't even know what that was all this was happening. I didn't you know? know what that was uh, either. I had to look that up. So apparently gain-of-function research yeah. is, like, where you're, you're, you're basically taking a, a known, like – you're taking a known virus sure. or something that you know is super infectious yeah. and you're pairing it with something that you're not so sure about, right? It's a terrible idea. And then you're trying to <laughs> see, you're, you're just trying to see what the fuck you can create. It's like what are we doing here, people? We're we're trying to make right. things more fucking dangerous and for what? Well, I heard the argument that like, well, in case that like COVID would get to humans, we want to know how to fight it. That's why we do it. it just seems really And I'm like, you, if you do something like that, you better have high security so nothing like that happens. And I don't know if you followed it from the get-go. I did, you know, um because it was the most interesting story of my lifetime. By mm-hmm. far, makes 9-11 look like a grain of sand on the beach the way COVID changed the world. Shut the whole world I down. don't mean to discount 9-11, by the way, people. Don't get mad at me. Just the way COVID changed our society and the whole world, it's a huge deal. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get. 100%. 9-11 is easily the second biggest event of my lifetime. But it's just when they started this thing, they showed a bat and a bowl of soup. The bat was looked like it was the size of a... a medium-sized dog yeah like is that how people eat bat soup in china so i just thought that was hokey and i just didn't think that someone ate bat soup on the wuhan province then it goes all over rural to alaska in like a couple in like a week or something that did not make sense to me Mm -hmm. and now they're pulling people's out of morgues that had covid in them like six months prior than they actually said covid was a thing so um did it get leaked out of the lab i mean i don't think that's debatable right now i would say it did purposely I don't think we can prove that. Yeah, we can't prove that, I don't believe. But, I mean, I'll tell you what, China got really lucky because they got really strong after COVID. Everybody else got really weak, especially people in the Western world. You know, it almost seems like China, for communist countries, is using capitalism very well to position themselves. Yeah, they, uh, they got an interesting take on communism. Like, I think it starts as culture. Like, you know, the Chinese and the leaders, they read the art of war. They're like slow takeovers. We'll do it through different things besides direct war, just like Sun Tzu did. We're like, when we went heads up with the Russians, that is a brutal, hands-on, violent kind of 
just the way that Russian society was, you know, Ivan the Terrible threw out the Mongols by force. They do things by force. Mm. They went into countries by force with tanks. So they were going to beat us in the Cold War by force all over the world in these proxy wars we had when we were kids. And eventually we were going to go toe-to-toe with Russia. You're old enough to remember those days, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole area of his, like, yeah. Russia, Russia was the fucking, I well, think it was probably like, maybe like, because you're 10 years older than me, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah sir. Probably, oh, Rocky Four. I mean. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I think I, I was like a real little kid, like catching all of that, like on the tail end of it. Yeah, well, I just remember being a kid, like we were thought we were going to go to war with Russia all the time. Like, yeah, that Russia, was a real big thing. Yeah, you know, Red, all yeah, these, Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to go toe to toe. And now with China, like they manipulated our culture and our money a lot quicker and more effectively than Russia did. Because you could not make a movie now, Red Dawn style, where we fight China. They had to remake a Red Dawn. They fought like. North Korea and Russia. I mean, North Korea and Russia aren't going to come over here. China's capable of it, though, with the military and the people they have. They have a lot of people. Right. And it's just like... I mean, Russia's still a power, though, too. I mean, they're still doing shit. Oh, yeah, they're power. They wreak havoc. They, you know, but, like, China's got, I think, ten times the population of Russia. Yeah. Russia's a a small country as far as population goes. China's a lot of people. Considering, yeah. And, like, China just, they're like, we're going to beat... America and the West in a different way. They're not going to go do a direct war with us. They're going to get more money than us. Yeah. Because I'm be honest with you, I'm not sure we could, we'd be hard pressed to beat them in a war because they make so much of our stuff. Like, well, you're not getting medicine now. You're not getting raw materials to build your weaponry. So it's yeah. like, oh we, man. And now we've we canceled a lot of our fuel supply in this country as of late. We so guess who do we too. get that? Guess who we get our oil now from? A lot. Russia. Russia. So it's just like, we get in a war with these people. It's sort of like, oh, we're going to cut you off. Yeah. So it's a different kind of a tactic on taking us. They're not going to do it by brute force. It's going to be other ways. Yeah. It's like they're using – it, it seems right. to me that they're using like our game, which is capitalism, against us. Yeah, they're using our I game mean, of capitalism we, and We owe influence. them a substantial amount. And you know what China money. also doesn't do? They don't go butt in with other people's affairs. They might take out Taiwan and like Hong Kong, small areas around them. They're not all over the world getting in stuff like we've been over the last 20 years. We're in wars. of peop- People push wars where they can't even find these places on the map. I hear these politicians say, we got to go to war in Syria. we gotta, yeah. we got to help Ukraine fight Russia now. we got to go here because of this. I'm like, why don't we take care of our own backyard? Well, we've been in war longer than we haven't been. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially what over the last 20 years, we're always in the mix. And I think like over just the – I'm pretty sure over just the history of the country – if we We're research just, it, yeah, I think you got a point. I think so. Maybe. But either way. I mean, I mean, it depends what you call a war. Like, technically, we haven't declared war since World War II. Korea was a conflict. I mean, maybe it was a war. Vietnam, I don't think, was technically a war. I mean, Iraq, you know, I'm they they don't call them technically wars. But, I mean, we've always had a military conflict. How about that? Yeah. 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 I mean, we're always in the mix, man. Let's let's cut back. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the military-industrial complex, I I think, is a very real thing, and it seems to be something that— I uh, didn't until recently. I thought that was a lot of mumbo-jumbo, and then I saw various presidents try to get out of war. Like, I'll tell you what, Obama was for that at first. They squeezed him, and then he became a little more pro-war. Yeah. Trump was anti-war up until the end, you know? Was it Johnson, or was it Eisenhower who— Eisenhower. Who warned of the military-industrial complex. And that's a man who's at the helm of the worst war in human history. He knows. And that's the big problem now is we haven't been exposed to, like, a bad war in generations. Yeah. Like, Vietnam was pretty bad. There's about 60,000 American casualties. But the Iraq war, it was horrible. One casualty is too much. But I think there's about four or 5,000. I mean, World War II, we lost about a half a million 
of our boys. I think like 400,000, millions more wounded. Yeah. I mean, that's a war with a lot of casualties. We have not been exposed to something like that in a while. Yeah, man. I really wish we would do a better job taking care of, of all the soldiers when they get Yeah, back. I mean, we send. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're overseas. We're protecting this person's country and border and helping mm. our people out. But we got veterans with PTSD real bad. We're not helping out. And that's, it's out of control. Like one's too many and we got thousands. Yeah. Well, I'm looking here. This is just Wikipedia. Sure. Um, it's not. It's saying that currently there are 93 wars. There's giving me a list of 93 different wars. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's three. Only been around what 250 years. So, yeah, yeah. It says three of which are are currently going on. Wow. Let's yeah. Let's We're get out of the going. mix a little bit, man. Let's just let's a, take five. Let's yeah. have an off season. This starts. <laughs> yeah. This starts with the Revolutionary War. Which was, I think, necessary by most people's standards. I would agree. Yeah, and then it just keeps going. Cherokee-American Wars, Northeast Indian War, Quasi-War. Yeah, man, we just like to fucking fight. I think it's just it's just human nature. Yeah. Man. It's just a part of it. Because I want to um, simplify this for people. As soon as people had resources, until recently, and even now it still happens worldwide, people just try to take other people's stuff and their resources. Yeah. It's just that simple. Yeah, so you have, right. you have to take care of, of your country. It seems that... You know, in China and 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 Russia and a lot of other places right. around the world, it's 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 acceptable and known, and it's cool to have like nationalism. But yeah, yeah, it's almost like not cool to have nationalism in America. Well, it was when we were kids. I know it was even you know, there's ten years between us. But even when you were a kid, I mean, it was real cool to be mm-hmm. nationalistic. Now it's like half the country's real nationalistic, and then half the country's not. Maybe that's too many on the not part, but a good chunk of the country. Well, people in power don't think it's cool to be pro-American. Yeah. I think people in power don't like the countries, what scares me. Mm. If you look at the people shitting on the country on a regular basis, it's the richest, most powerful people in society. Guys working in factories and stuff, yeah, America, but you see a journalist seven figures a year, works two hours a day to run their mouth. They hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> have a so you're like, whoa, okay. Totally different view of it all, right? Yeah, or like a movie star who makes movies. Yeah. Hates I, it. I know you for know? me, I, I've gone through my own kind of internal struggles sure. with my own nationalism and and because you know when you're young like i feel like when you're like in your early teens yeah. and 20s you're really trying to figure out your place in the oh, world absolutely. and you tend to have more of a bleeding heart and you just kind of feel like man you, you tend to look at a lot of the injustices right. of the world like man that's fucked up this is fucked Yo, up and, oh my god yeah and dude and as as like just you know being a black guy in america like there's there's a, a perspective that i have sure of, of just different things and i look at you know just a lot of um just a lot of the structures in place right. that we're talking about and i can remember thinking at a time it's like man like this is a good place and and maybe just as as a young person with not a lot of exposure right. to the world and just different experiences i can just remember thinking like man like america's pretty cool but a part of me is like man i, I can almost see myself just, just got a troubled history there just so like, there, there's more problems now than there should be as well, easy as we have it yeah i mean well sometimes i'm just like humanity's got a troubled history though too for sure right. for sure no place is perfect but at the time i was thinking you know well, sure this place is great but yeah. like is it really as great as we all think it is or do we just think it's great just yeah. because this is all i've ever known i've been here so there's a part of me is like man there's a part of me just wants to like just dip out of America and sure and and I was like man I'll even just get rid of my citizenship and just go somewhere else this is probably like my early 20s okay so this is I'm just kind of walking you through like just my own journey with this and it was just like all right man I kind of had that internal struggle but it was just like it was just a thought it was never really like a desire like not really wanting to be here it was just kind of this idea of man there's so much just injustice and just things that are fucked up oh yeah and just the idea that this is the best. It's like, 
it was in my mind it was just like where's the hubris in saying like there aren't also other good places oh there's other because there are other good places for sure so like in my at the time i was like man this place isn't all it's all cracked up to be but now i get older man i get a little bit more perspective and things i'm like you know no place is perfect there there are good places in the world too and and Maybe this place is the best. Maybe it isn't. I think. I think in a lot of ways it is. I think there's a lot of ways that we could be better. Sure. Like we're not really trying to have like the the most winners in the world. It seems right. like. And uh, but you know, there's a lot of places that suck too. So it's yeah, just like more, man, more that suck than don't by far. Right. You know what uh, I mean? Like man, we have a lot of freedoms here. Well, we have a lot of good things. So I just I've grown this appreciation. Right. Sure. And it's like man, like America's You're not that bad. Now. It's actually no. pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, well, here's what I always tell people: like, well, we have this problem, we have that problem, we did this in our history. I'm like, yeah, well, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But like, what do you measure in America against some like impossible ideal that no place has ever fulfilled? Mm-hmm. I just say take a look at our country, compare it worldwide. I would, I mean, we take more people in from different countries than any place on the planet by far. It's not even close. And this we is- have a, the least homogenous population in the world, and I think that's why we're the best country in the world. We get the best minds from hey India. Hey, we get the best minds from Africa. Hey, Chinese people want to come over here too. Bring it. You know, we got the best of the best over here. That's why. It's such a young right. country too, right? Yeah, I mean, this, all this, things considered. This whole experiment right. of freedom and democracy that we have here in America, like this was the first thing in the world like this, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. typically dictatorships. I think it's always interesting how, um, at least in, in, in this kind of where we live in today's history, it's it's right. the, the evil empire has always been like the British empire. Cause like, they were bad, yeah. Cause, I mean, that's kind of like the most recent, like who – was like yeah, kicking guess, ass in the world. Well, I guess that or the Ottoman but, Empire. But yeah, correct, but before yeah. them, like I said, the Ottomans, yeah. the Persians, the Mongols, like Romans. Well, Greeks. I guess are the Persians and the Ottomans the same thing? The Persians, uh, they those no, are Pers- di- those are different Persians, empires, think, right? Way before those are different empires. Some right? of the countries that were of the Persian Empire were also in the Ottoman Empire. But, but those yeah, are different, different empires. Okay, right. So my point is, all these different empires, all different. Parts of the world, yeah. different you know races. Sure. Like you know, it's just a human thing. To, oh, like, yeah. to like take shit and, and to uh, conquer the world. And the Romans and Greeks were kind of a democracy, kind of nicer, but they, hey. The Romans and they, Greeks They still were conquerors. Too. They were not the most polite people when they overran your country. Yeah, 100%, so, man. You know, yeah. and so it's just, it's this thing that is just a part of humans. And we've evolved a lot as humans. Like I said, there's always right. conflict. There's less now than there was before. Yeah. I think people need to sit back and chill and just be like, man, this. think of the easy access we have to food, water, I mean, sewer systems. I mean, the world we live in now, our great grand well, my grandparents and your great grandparents were like, Man, this is an unbelievable world mm-hmm. that these kids live in now. It's probably the heaven they envisioned. Mm-hmm. You know, so just it's how much our life's improved now and people are like, These are such hard times, things are so bad. I'm like, 'Cause we're making bad choices. Yeah. If we would choose just to sit back and enjoy what we have and try to get I think most people do get along with their neighbors. I think they might tune into the media and just get really fired up, and I've been guilty of that too sometimes. Yeah, I've had arguments with friends, and I apologize. So I'm like, man, I was a dick to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, these, <laughs> I just got fired up. Yeah, constantly staring in these phones. Right. I mean, it hijacks your reward system. It kind of gives you this this false sense of reality, and that you you feel like you're connected to people, and you, you kind of are because you're interacting with sure, people. Yeah. But if you're you missing the right way. But yeah. you're missing so much in person feedback. Sure. You know, you're like you're missing that that energy transference, and that's oh, where people. Yeah get really crazy and start talking crazy on online i feel i'm glad you said that because one of the good things that came out of my neck surgery is you can only look at your phone so much for your board and i could only the only kind of exercise i could do is walking mm-hmm. so i asked the doctor like can i walk 10 miles a day or is that excessive he goes that's fine 
Yeah. He goes, that might be where you want to stop, though. So all I did is walk around my community and talk to people. I'm like, it is really cool to talk to people. And this is like being a little kid. Everybody in the neighborhood knew me because I was running around. Yeah. Being a kid, wreaking havoc, running through their yard, getting yelled at by them. They got to know my story. And I lived in the same neighborhood at that point for about six years, and I didn't know a lot of my neighbors. Yeah. People three houses down, like, do you know George? So I'm like, I don't. So I got to know a lot of people within that kind of a walking distance from me, and that's what made easing in the local politics easy. Like, hey, we know this guy. Yeah. He's a cool guy, and he should do this. We want a guy like that representing us. Yeah. I think people need to unplug sometimes. Use it for good. And You know, I listen to your podcast, you know, in my car. I don't watch a lot of television. I'm not entertained by many shows. I grab a comic book show or, hey, The Mandalorian. I'm still a nerd at heart. God, dude, those are, that's a great show. Dude. Oh, yeah. So, But I listen to a lot of podcasts, informational stuff. But I try to interact with my community. I will just get out and walk in my neighborhood. Hey, mm. let's meet up and get some coffee. Yeah. It's just good to be around humans. You'll be surprised who's watching. I do quite a bit right. walking through my neighborhood. And I've had many neighbors just like come out and just yeah. say hi just because they see me walking all the time. Yeah, I mean, people want to talk to people. It, it That phone's like a drug. I turned it off while we're talking. I just know not to look at it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not as a slave to tech like a lot of people. If you took that phone away from me, I'd have to go through some kind of rehab. I yeah. think I'm, anybody in society would. Can you imagine if we just lost our phones? Yeah, well, I always feel better when I right. don't have my phone. I actually left my phone in Vegas a couple years ago. By right. Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah, well, I, I was fucking around. It was a long night. We just got off. The <laughs> yeah, we just left Vegas. like Fremont Street. And it was fortunate because my friend my friend like dropped me off in my Airbnb yeah. and I left it in the back of his car. It was like, he just pissed me off though because like he dropped me off. I go inside the Airbnb. I'm about to go like get an Uber to the airport. Sure. It's like one of those nights. And uh, I go pull up, try to pull out my phone for an Uber. I'm like, oh shit! Like he's gone. I know where my phone right, is, yeah. but it's like I have no. I can't get him. I can't ask him to turn around. So I had to like walk to the airport at like four in the morning. Oh <laughs> wow! Was, I know bad decisions. I probably should have just got a taxi. It would have been smarter. But um, my point is, what the hell was my point? I had a point with that. Oh, we're talking about phones and why it's good oh, not to have them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My point is, I left my phone in Vegas and they had to like you know like mail it to me. Sure. And uh, so I didn't have it, and it just felt so much better. Oh, okay, like so you not, didn't plan on not having it. I didn't, didn't plan on not having it. Yeah, so there, yeah. I, I was like forced to go so, like a week without right. my phone. I did that again too. I went to to I went to the the Bahamas for a right. vacation, and I fucked same thing. My friend dropped me off at the fucking airport, and I left my phone in his car. So now I'm in Florida with no or yeah. I get to Florida. I was there for a few days, and then we went to the the Bahamas. So I'm, I'm like seven, eight days with no phone. Oh, wow. That's, but dude. I, I, to be honest with you, I've never done that since it was the great. of it. It was wow. fucking It was so great. It's like once I got past like the first like three or four yeah. days and I don't have the phone anymore, I didn't really have the need. I kind of like right. broke that, that habit and it felt really good to not be on wow. it. But as soon as I got on that shit, it was just like, oh, I know this. <laughs> this is what, great. Why don't you have a challenge on Facebook? Call some of your friends out. You could even do me. Who can go to longest without their phone and just be on the honor system on who fails? Get like a kitty. We all throw in like 20 bucks. How do you do anything, though, if you do that? Well, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there was a time in my life where I didn't have that. That hadn't been around much in my adult life, honestly. Yeah, but it's also right. it's also completely changed the way in which we do business and interact in society. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, I probably say I could be wrong. The iPhone's the most important invention of the Last fifty years, you think? Yeah, um, just yeah, just the phone in general. I don't, I don't know how I could possibly do this podcast without my phone. It'd be impossible. Yeah, I don't. I, could, I, I mean, I could probably do it for my computer, maybe, but shit, I'm using that to record right now. Yeah, I use it to schedule people. 
Yeah, you're right. It's tied into your business. You got to work. I don't know if I could possibly even do this. I got a promo with it. See, that's the thing. I'm fucking tied to it. Like, well, I, how, how can I run what? a podcast? Use it for business. And uh, put things. it down. And that's what I mean. It's helped like people like you start to make money and make a living without being a slave to a company. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, so, I just got fired from a job, and I was like, all right, well, this is just the path now. <laughs> yeah, and you have that option. Like, back in the day, you would have to be like, oh, man, I got to find another job. I probably won't like it. Yeah, and a guy like you thinks yeah. off the grid can make a living for himself. Now, it's really nice, actually. I, would, I tried that job. Yeah, I actually got right. a couple of contracts and stuff. I was like, man, this stuff is just so miserable. It's yeah. so miserable. You see people working in offices, and so many of them just aren't happy. It's most of population. Man, I was right. working. I got this contract. It's actually right around the corner here. It's a Pfizer location, actually. Yeah, Pfizer. Well, you're getting paid now with the with the vaccine. Uh, well, I, I mean, this was probably a few. This was sure. four years ago or whenever. But either way, the one lady who I was working under, the girl was like working herself to fucking death. Like yeah, so, for what? like so much so, she needed to get a surgery, like a legitimate surgery, and she put it off to work. Because they were having like some sort of audit or some Never shit. Never do that. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, you have kids, you have a right. husband, you have, you need a surgery, and you're putting it off for work. Because guess what? If you died tomorrow because you, for whatever, missed this surgery, they're gonna fucking replace you. Oh, they'll. Start they're gonna that. figure yeah. it yeah, out. I mean, it's a business. They're gonna be sad, that. but they're gonna figure it the sure. fuck out. Like, what are you doing, people? Why would you That's, risk your own health? And you know, I was that guy who worked a lot of overtime and made a lot of money that I didn't spend because I'm not a guy who spends a lot of money. Yeah. I'm just like, why did I work so much? And like, I do work a lot of my job now, but I don't live there. Um, you know, and I, if I make money outside of work, it's something that I'm interested in. Yeah. So it's not like work. Dude, and I'm not but, against like putting in the work. And if right. you, if you want to do that, like sometimes you got to put in long hours and, and do yeah. that kind of thing. I think what gets me is, is whenever it comes at like the sacrifice of your health yes, and your for this. Yeah, it's like you're putting a company above you, which if you're not alive or you're not right. healthy, like what you can't do anything. You're no good to anybody. Life's all about that sweet spot. You don't want to live just for work and, but you do want to work and you want to be productive at work. You want to make a good living, but you got to have something else. Someone who's married to their career to their career and work. I just don't think that's fulfilling. I could be, I could be totally wrong. Maybe, for, people. maybe for some people right. it is. It's just in my mind, as long as you're taking care of your health along the fucking way, if you want to be right. a madman and, and work 80 hours a week and try to build a company or you're just fucking, you know, you're, you, you're trying yeah, to make, part, you know you, what? you're trying to make partner at this firm. You're doing this thing. Okay, cool, man. Like I understand. Do you if that makes right, you happy? Yeah. But dude, like take care of your health along the way. Like try to get yeah. some, you know, eat, you know, eat well, drink water, yeah, try sure. to try to get some sleep. If you, can, you know, like at least work out. Like you got to take care of the body right. because it, it that affects the mind, which affects your whole perception of the world. Yeah, well, we're talking about successful people waking up early and getting shit done. You ever listen to Patrick Bet David? Oh, I love that guy. He's, he's my go-to guy. He's my favorite podcaster. He is so good. Oh, I, I would mean, love to sit down with that guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's reading his books and listening to his podcast daily. Changed my life for the better. Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of those guys who worked those hours and juggled his family life. He's just like another kind of one-in-a-billion human. Like, I really, he can do that from the ground level up, be yeah. an immigrant, not have any advantages in this country, really, but he just built himself up. He didn't do good in college but he learned the business world yeah. learned his craft and look at him i really enjoyed his conversation with rogan pretty recently oh yeah just because whenever i like i don't whenever some of the conversations whenever i watch rogan it's, it's not so much just for like the entertainment value of the conversation like i'm kind of like studying sure you know what i'm saying like and you you always want to study like 
something you want to do, right. right? So I'm like, he Joe Rogan in my mind is one of the best conversationalists. I think ever he is to because live. he's he just, not married to one side of the political spectrum. He'll talk about a lot of stuff with a lot of different kind of people. Yeah, I like the way right. he'll entertain things, or he'll he'll phrase things, or the way oh, he'll yeah. he'll drive a conversation, or it's like what his responses to things. So I just really enjoy that. So I kind of study that right. and, and I pick it out. But then watching him speak with with Patrick was very sure. interesting because Patrick has his own. Like he has his own way in which he communicates, sure. and it was just interesting because Patrick he he tried to to drive that conversation a lot. He was like, "Joe, let me ask you this." Joe. Yeah, oh yeah, we got the two best in the business. <laughs> he's like, let me there. ask you yeah. this, Joe, and then he goes through this whole right. thing. He's like, "So I'm just so this is what I'm asking." Sure. So it's just to, to see the the dichotomy of those two and the way in which they kind of like like Joe doesn't. What I've noticed is he doesn't have a problem letting people try to take over the conversation no. and interview him. Like it doesn't happen all the time, but when people do sure. it, he'll yeah. he'll allow it. He'll just like ask questions. Like oh, we're just talking. You want to ask me questions? Cool. Like, sure. So it was just it was just cool to kind of see that that interaction. I really enjoyed. Like they're yeah. both very good interviewers. Oh, I, they're the two best podcasters in the game. Yeah, they're uh, great. I mean, no doubt about that. And that was yeah, that was must see TV right there. Rogan and Patrick. Yeah, because I like how they showed each other respect. Because in the back of their mind, they're both competitive guys. Patrick's like, okay, I want Joe's spot as the top dog, and Rogan's like, this guy's breathing down my neck right now because <laughs> he caught fire pretty quick. Pat, well, I shouldn't say that. It's been kind of a slow burn, but recently he's caught a lot of fire because he just calls balls and strikes as he sees it, mm-hmm. and that's what Rogan does. I don't think Rogan's married to one political or financial ideology i just think he's like hey whatever because if you look at him he's an enemy of the of the right for a while because of his lifestyle you know open with the pot mm. doesn't care what people's lifestyle is you know he's an atheist but now he's an enemy of the left for taking ivermectin and being <laughs> like cautious on the covid vaccine so yeah. he's kind of getting it from both ends so that tells me that he's thinking right yeah i mean right the extremes on either side if you're if you're just kind of a measured person right. who's just open to taking in feedback it's you're not going to make either of those sides happy right people just got to go with a black and white right is right wrong is wrong sometimes and when sometimes it's in the middle with covid or even like with this rittenhouse kid that that shooting i'll tell you just from an outside perspective i think most of our institutions in society failed to start, there's some bad parenting involved. Why is a 17 year old walking around there with a loaded weapon? I think that's the first thing that people right. Are, I'm are like, ignoring. whoa, whoa. I mean, why is he? Why so, is he doing? I mean, just like, like you're okay. 17 year old right. boy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not a trained. Yeah, he didn't even look 17. He looked like he's 14. Yeah, that's a kid. You're. That's a like what? Right. What kind of mom is driving him to a to a, a, a chaotic event? Well, from what I understood, his dad lives there. And his parents didn't know he's going to. If they know he was going to that, that's even more screwed up. Okay, I don't know that for sure, but if that was the case, yeah, that's I even thought, worse. And again, I, so there's here's, bad parenting there somewhere. I, along I've the line been trying now. to wrap my mind around right. this whole case because I don't, I don't have, I don't really have an opinion sure. on it. I haven't really been closely following it in the peripherals. I've been checking it out. Right. I've been doing some research trying to figure out like it's hard to get the facts. Right, it's because like, they got so like, skewed. It's I like thought. what's the facts? So it's like I'm reading the post, I'm reading I'm reading fucking uh, the Huffington Post, I'm reading you know, Fox, I'm reading right. I'm trying to read four or five different sources. Like this is the left, I know right. this is the left, this is the right, this is the right. Like what's where's the middle? I'm trying to find just like what are the facts. And you always right. see the little the little details, the adjectives that are painting pictures along the sure. way. 
it's hard to get the clear facts, but at the end of the day, I don't. I thought I heard that maybe his mom drove him there. If, and if maybe I'm wrong the, well, on I that. I think there's bad parenting. A lot. I don't know that for sure. So but I'm either not way, really gonna comment. Why is a kid you, doing there? We, but I, I'm gonna know if my 17 year old son <laughs> is packing is it fucking up out at with a dangerous a, rally. Yeah, it's like is out with a rifle yeah. at a rally. I'm gonna but, know that. At least I, sh- I hope I would. And then let's get to the point. That was the first failure. The second failure was the leadership of Kenosha allowed criminals to take their city over for three days. There was burning, looting. I think like 100 people got injured. Um, people got crushed with bricks. Stores were burnt down. Oh, wow. That never should have happened in an American city like that. The authorities failed. Yeah, To man. protect. So, like, we had a lot of failures. And, honestly, those criminals that attacked him failed, too. There are three adults trying to beat a teenager to death. The one guy he shot, the first guy he shot, was a child rapist. So what I'm, I mean, like, that guy shouldn't have been on the street. That's a failure of the prison system. Why is a guy who's raped multiple kids ages 12 to 15, like, out on the street so easily? You know what I mean? Should he be doing time or getting some kind of mental rehabilitation to stop sexually assaulting children? Yeah, so I've been trying to figure right. out, like, like who like who are the people involved and, like, what happened with the situation. So the first guy, it seems from what I can gather, right. he's bipolar and he was he was homeless and which was kind of interesting because I was seeing I was seeing that they started to GoFundMe for him by his girlfriend. It's like the okay, dead guy? yeah, the guy who died. Wow! And they, I okay. think they raised like twenty six thousand dollars for this guy well, on a GoFundMe. He's not seeing it. Well, he's dead. <laughs> right. But if he's if he's bipolar and homeless and and he just got out of the hospital apparently right, after a su- after yeah. a suicide attempt that morning. So I mean that 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 guy is pretty pretty questionable, right? And I haven't seen his rap sheet from from he's, what I understand. He's the one who's got convicted of. Child rape and all kinds. Yeah, of from stuff. my understanding, right. it's, yeah, it was a whole laundry list yeah. of just different infractions. Sodomy, it's it's pretty disgusting. Right, so I, it, yeah. so it's like okay, well, that guy seems he seems to be like a mentally ill person who yeah. could very potentially be dangerous. So okay, right, and well, from, he is and, dangerous. He's right, done dangerous things in his exactly. Life. He's on video sitting a dumpster on fire and pushing into a police car with police in it. Do we know when the last time he got arrested was? No, I don't off the top of my head. Okay, so. I don't even know where I can find that either. So, okay, so that guy, and whenever I see the video, that guy is clearly, he's like chasing after the Kyle guy, right? Like, Kyle seems to be running away, turns around real quick, fires some shots, right? right, Kills that guy. Now, apparently, so I don't know what happened leading up to that, right? So, what, what caused him to run away? Was there. I think did, stuff, he, did he discharge his firearm no, no, multiple he, times? Was it that okay. and then another instance prior? All right, I finally got this down because I watched analysis of the case. Uh, one guy who got arrested for arson after they looked at the videos fired the first shot. Um, and then the guy lit a dumpster on fire, and then Kyle put that out. Then he started to get chased, the guy that he shot, Rosenbaum. So Kyle put out a fire he put out in a, a dumpster. Is there yeah. video of that? Yes. Okay. So then that guy started chasing him. I think multiple people were chasing him. I mean, the situation didn't look like an American country. It looked like a, a war. There's buildings on fire, mm-hmm. all kinds of people in the street, no authorities around. Right, which it brings us look, to our yeah. first point. He shouldn't have fucking been there. He shouldn't have been there, but, like, the authorities should have stopped that, right? Right. I mean, that was the third day of it. It's not like they were caught flat-footed. They knew what was going to happen, and people had been hurt. And authorities are responsible to protect businesses and their public, right? Don't you think that's a, their first job as a politician's job to make sure his people are safe? I would hope so. The citizens of Kenosha were not safe. Right. So that's that's a huge failure. 
And then um, – Which I, citizens were not – the ones who were out there? I think anybody – I mean, just a large mob burning down buildings and beating the shit out of people in their in their path. I, I mean, is yeah. that safe? It, it, <laughs> I, as mean, a whole, definitely not. That's no. not a safe environment. And it were they for three days. No, they were in – were they in a residential area or this is uh, this is a business district, Yeah, right? business so they're district not in a resident- protecting a gas station, which once again is ill-advised. Any man at that gas station should be like, kids, you're 17, go home, we're well, adults, we got it. What about the fact that these businesses should have insurance? Well, here's right? my thing with that. Uh, they said that countrywide, only a fifth of insurance company, only insurance only covered a fifth of the damages. Really? And to me, that makes sense because insurance companies make billions of dollars a year. They're well-run businesses. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You might question their ethics. A lot of people do, but they're not going to make a lot of money by giving away free money for like uncontrollable riots. They know riots are allowed to happen, so they make it hard for people to get payments. And I'm just so that that's another, mm-hmm. you know, that's another debate in all itself. If insurance companies should cover it, yeah, that's a but whole different. That's at a the whole same different time thing. too, they pay taxes. The politicians and leaders of cities shouldn't allow that kind of large scale destruction. Right. So right. it's just like so it's what's a lose, the lose. what's the breakdown that allowed that to happen? Are they de- are, I don't are they know. are I they defunding their police in that city as well? I think no, no, that no, whole I idea of taking that. resources away is. Insane. I'm not sure that Kenosha was doing that. I just think it was weak leadership. Just we weak didn't leadership. want the optics of putting a riot down because anytime there's large, there's violence between adults, it's law enforcement, it's anybody, it's not pretty. It would have looked bad if they had put that riot down on TV. Don't get me wrong. I think it was a necessity to stop that riot in some mm-hmm. way though. So okay. So as I'm wrapping my mind around this, right. we're, we're unpacking this because I'm sure. just—I've been just trying to figure this the fuck out, Absolutely. man. Because I feel like so many people just want to jump to a well, conclusion uh, and jump and, uh, to a side and I just like not it. even try to rationally parse out. Like, do you even have an understanding of, right. of what happened, or to your best knowledge, or are you just just taking what's being fed to you and just jumping onto? I think a conclusion? they're just taking what's onto them because I didn't really follow the case at first. I took the media's perspective on it. I just thought because they said he's a crazed white supremacist who shot some African-Americans, I thought that's what it was. I'm like, with videotape, surely they wouldn't lie. There then I, then black I saw people. the video, they were all white. I'm like, that guy's not black. That guy's yeah. not black. There's nobody black around. Yeah, I think a lot of people are getting upset saying, right. you know, I think we're, we're the we're, I think the issue with when people are starting to bring in race, because I was trying to think right. about this. I was like, man, well, why are we bringing in race? Because it was all white people sure. involved. And then you hear the argument. The, I well, mean, then the white people who were shot, I hate to say it, it sucks they die, but they were the worst among us. They all they have bad rap sheets. The other guy well, got jailed for beating the shit out of his grandma. So yeah, we're gonna. I want to. I want to keep. <laughs> so, I want to like, keep wow. talking about those guys here in just a right. second. But the the idea of uh, what the fuck was I saying? Uh, not the bad guys. What was was the point? I want you were saying something before I said that. Fuck was I saying? Oh, just about the authorities failing to stop the riots and how it got to that point. How it got to that point, I just think it was weak leadership. They didn't want the bad optics of stopping a riot. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my point. But, yeah, no, those guys, I, I'm, I'm curious. Fuck, dude, what the and hell? At, at that point, Adam, I mean, let, you're, let's say you go to a social justice protest. You're peaceful. You have good intentions. Thousands, tens of thousands of people do it. Mm-hmm. But the third night of it, and you know the first two nights had a lot of people getting hurt and a lot of buildings getting set on fire, including mm-hmm. they tried to set a police station and a courthouse on fire. Wouldn't you not go? I'd be like, all right, man, this is not my protest. I'm not. This is not my fight right now. I'll go out later when it's it's safe. Because honestly, if I, I wouldn't go protest the cause I believed in if there's that kind of violence around. I'm like, man, what about if it happens to me? I just don't want to be around that. Yeah, I'd prefer not to put myself 
in a situation where right. some bad shit could happen. Because bad shit does happen. You put and, yourself in that situation. Yeah, and the thing is, man, when you're just a child, right. which he was, he is, he's just a, he's just a boy. You know, I think it's kind of right. interesting how people. Oh, I know what my point is. I want to come back to sure. it. I, I know a lot of people want. Like he's just I made a lot of stupid fucking mistakes as a boy. Oh man, yeah. Things I thought yeah, I knew and you, and you just don't yeah. think things through. You think you think them through, but then you realize you really didn't have a complete perspective right. of it. And I I think it's kind of fucked up how people want to try to treat this boy like a man. You know what I'm saying? Like I I get in society at yeah, 18 yeah, year old yeah. man and all that shit, but like he's still just a, a boy and they're trying to like make fun of him for like crying and showing up. Dude, I would be shit I'd be so fucking yeah, scared. I'd be like, out there crying and doing and that like shit the too. Repo- like the reporters and everything. Like if they were in a situation like that, they'd be crying. Believe me. You would one hundred percent be crying. So I think You're that right. was genuine. I mean, his fear, lives, his man, fear yeah. is for sure scared. Like that had to be real. I think he was naive too. I didn't think he'd, um, think he'd have to shoot anybody. Yeah, you know. I, here's the thing. You know, I think. Oh, I know. I want to get back to sure, the race sure, thing sure. for a second. I think a lot of people. Um, they they like. I am hearing the argument. Well, if if he was black, like. Then this wouldn't have happened. Not, uh, based under what circumstances? Well, they're talking like, about him getting off. So let's, oh. yeah. So let's unpack this. So there's a, I think there's a, I think there's a couple of different things sure. that, that that's rooted in. I think people do that. I because I, I think people do that because there's so many examples of like just unjustness in the yeah, system sure. where it's it's very blatant where people of color get different senses than 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 white well, people see, here's where I, uh, and you see that often too. here's why i don't like the term people of color because every group's different let's well, just say black like people Afri- okay there you go where black people <laughs> they're, they're, i yeah. prefer where you see black people getting yeah. harsher sentences on a regular basis over white people so i think where the argument is sure. is not necessarily the parties involved but if if that were a black person being charged right. and, and being held accountable then he probably went to jail and you've even seen that where i, I think where it's it was it was it was the five though. kids it was like five younger kids sure. in the was it the 90s right where they all went to jail oh, for for, for raping situation for like know? for supposedly raping yeah, a girl right so it's the whole thing of this like of how you view a child sure, right sure. so there's that argument and i understand that that argument but then i also think of this idea well Okay, are you arguing if it was a black kid who shot white people, he would get in trouble? Right. Or are you arguing that if all the people involved were black, that he also would have gotten in trouble? Because maybe, right. in that sense, because there are instances where, if, I, if I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was a very recent pretty bad shooting in Chicago where, like, two people were dead, right. one person was injured, and it was a gang shooting yeah. in South Chicago, yet they just said it was just mutual combat. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fake news. That I actually and, heard a prosecutor. Yeah, right. And, no, right. and nobody so. got charged or went to jail. So Wild West, White Earp, okay, Corral. Hey, mutual combat right. with a so firearm. That's yeah, pretty crazy. So in that example, right. where it is all black people, nobody went to jail and got in trouble. So that, yeah. that would kind of disprove well, the idea. So it's just – Yeah. So I kind of get – it's like, man, I can, I can almost, I can understand both arguments there, and it's like you're not both wrong. No. But it's like, why? So, but then there's also it's like, well, why do we also have to bring this into the the conversation? Right. But it just seems like that is just a centerpiece around so much in this well, country. Because they choose to be like you live in St. Louis. We have hardened criminals, and a lot of them are black. You know, some are white. Obviously, I don't know the demographics of who commits crimes. You're off the top of my head in St. Louis, but we have hardened criminals who do violent shit here and don't go to jail that are black. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I would say we have a lot of black, a lot of white, a lot of a Hispanic. lot of black, a lot of white. I wouldn't my, say my, it's a lot. I didn't some. mean it. I didn't mean it that way. Like in St. Louis, what I'm saying is it depends on the area. You could be a white criminal. You could be a black criminal. If it's a city like St. Louis that doesn't punish criminals, you're going to be out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think race. Yeah. Ma- I think it depends on where you are in the country. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think because of demographics and economics, you know, African Americans get a harsher prison sentences. The, the stats show that. Yeah, you see it so, oftentimes. Yeah. But a lot of it's regional, though, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, if you're a criminal in some of these cities, it pays. Because those were a lot of, I think the majority of people in Kenosha, I think, were white, honestly, doing mm-hmm. the violent rioting. Probably. So they'll get off easy there. Like we had a riot in St. Louis where multiple police got shot. Those people got let out by, you know, mm-hmm. our DA. Yeah. So I think a lot of it depends on what part of the country you're in at this point. Like you do some stuff like that in like Miami, Texas, like people that don't tolerate that kind of law breaking. You're going to, you're going to the slammer regardless of color. Oh yeah. But there still is a color barrier here that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's, 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 that's like, that's this whole, I guess a whole other can of worms. To like sure. Really sure. Packed right there. So and I don't think people should confuse them though, because I mean, these, this three, violent career criminals attacking a teenager who granted shouldn't have been there but that doesn't give them the right to beat him to death either yeah so let's get back to those guys so the one guy clearly has a whole rap sheet right sure sure the second guy who got killed and again i haven't looked at his whole thing but from my understanding i saw that he choked this is just an article i read it said that he in 2012 he got in trouble for choking his brother I don't know what that means. Right, he's got a rap sheet. I'm not sure the exact crime. And I think it, the third guy beat up his grandma recently and just got out of jail. Maybe on the third guy, but right. let's stick to the second guy. So the second sure. guy who got killed, he also said that he got in trouble in 2018 for a domestic dispute. dispute. Yeah. Now, that was three years ago. How old was the guy who died? Do we know? The second guy? Was he in his I 20s? Think he's somewhere in his 20s. Somewhere yeah. in his 20s. So I, I kind of take that. I'm not, I don't, I don't, right. I, I have a hard time painting that second guy as a career criminal. Like, right. A domestic dispute could be fucking anything. That could just be some some. Right. You could just get fucking loud. I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean it's hard to. Say. I don't know what that is, and that was like three years ago. So if you had an issue with a, a few, you like okay. So I see those two things. I had to see his whole sheet. I don't know how many sure. issues he had or what all he had. So I'm, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to like not jump to any conclusions on anybody. So okay. So there's that. Now they are saying that that's the guy who had a skateboard, right? Sure, he didn't have a skateboard. That's all. And they're deal. saying I was reading that he was responding to shots fired. Is what is, right, is what sure. is what some of the articles are. Tra- they're trying to paint him as a guy who was just responding to an active shooter. Okay, so that asked me. Okay, so is, is he responding to an active shooter? If he's responding to an active shooter, then that tells me that there has to have been shots fired prior to Kyle running. Yeah, there was. Okay, so there yeah. was more. Sh- so those shots fired prior. Was that Kyle or was that somebody else? That's somebody else who got arrested for arson. That's the other guy who got arrested for Austin, so not Arson. So, yeah, he never touched Kyle. He just fired a shot. Okay. Right. So then, so then, our, so then, we're operating under the assumption right. that that second guy was thinking that Kyle filed, filed the shot, or yeah. is that just the story that's being told? That's the story that's being painted, right? Well, I think they said that guy. Is, now, is that you talking just, about the people sticking up for the guy with the skateboard? Said, well, he's responding to an active shooter. Well, it's, right. It's a riot. There's all kinds of active shooters: riot, ceiling burning, and looting. But, I mean, the active shooter at the time was defending himself from a violent attack. So, it's like, man, yeah, he was an active shooter, but he's defending himself. So, do you have the right to beat him? Well, is he an active shooter? Did he, Kyle? Did he... Kyle, at that point, I think it killed somebody. He killed Rosenbaum, I think. And that guy cracked him with a skateboard after that. So, in the in the video, this, so this is what I'm trying to get my right. head around. So, in the video, okay, that I saw, he's running away, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He turns around, he fires shots. Right. That's when he kills Rosenbaum. Yes. Does he also hit the second guy immediately after that? Uh, or it's is fairly there... close. He gets 
knocked to the ground and hit with the skateboard by the guy. Then he and kills, the, and then he he kills, kills the guy instantly. There was video of it and he kills uh, the second out guy, before right? that they don't show now. It was graphic. He killed him instantly. You can see like his organs and stuff flying out the back of his body. He got him. So he's yeah. So, so he kills close. he yeah. kills that second. So is there is there a large gap in between the first and the second guy? Not really. Not a large gap, Not right? Not a large right? gap at all. So at so at, at that point, Kyle's an active shooter, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So did he shoot prior to that? Uh, no, the first shot was the guy, the guy got arrested for arson and so then, right. so technically Kyle was not an active shooter then at that point. Uh, at the point up he and, killed uh, the skateboard guy, yeah, with Rosenbaum, no, he wasn't an active shooter. Uh, up until he killed those two guys, he was not an active shooter. No. Well, as soon as he killed Rosenbaum, technically he's an active shooter. As soon so, as that happens. But what's the right. time between Rosenbaum and the skateboard guy? It's not much. It's not much. You can watch the video. I think it's in a the video, of seconds. Well, because that's the thing. That's my right. point. In the video... What I could tell right. is there were three men chasing him. Right. Right? All at once. So that tells me if you're in the pursuit of chase, you're all, you're at, that's a right. response. So if you're already responding and he hasn't technically shot anybody yet. Right. They were going after him to beat his ass. Let's so be the, so He's the, already on him, you know, before. So, right. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. So it's like, okay, so why are you chasing him if he hasn't shot anybody yet? Oh yeah, you're right. So then they, want to hurt, they wanted to hurt him. So technically, yeah. then he's not an active shooter. So right. then, so that's that's why in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, that doesn't kind of make sense no. to say he's he responding was, to an active shooter. He was running away shooter. from him, and then he decided to defend himself when they caught up to him. Honestly, that's what happened. So that just seems. So I just, I just, there's just so much that's just right. so unclear. Like, okay, I hear about the dumpster fire. He put out a dumpster yeah, fire. That's but like, what got him getting chased. What yeah. words were exchanged? What interaction actually happened there? Like, I try to watch the video, but well, it's, it's, Adam, it's there's a whole bunch of people there. It's Adam, hard to what see. What cracks me up about this whole thing was the prosecutor didn't seem like he interviewed his own witnesses because every witness that the prosecutor called won the defense's case for him. Mm. He called his one guy in who was by. Rittenhouse at the gas station, and he goes, "Okay, did Mr. Rosenbaum threaten you?" He goes, "Yeah." He said, "I'm gonna fucking kill you guys if I catch you alone tonight." He goes, "Was Kyle Rittenhouse?" There? He goes, "Yeah, he's right by me." So prior to that, Rosenbaum had threatened to kill him. Okay. And he was doing violent stuff. Like and who testified to this? A uh, guy at the gas station with Kyle. Yeah, he was right. a marine, right? I don't. He could have been. Okay. I don't remember off the top of my head. Because I, didn't, I right. didn't do a whole bunch of research on that guy. I think I saw something sure. that said that. And then take the, I take this with the grain of salt because I didn't look at a whole bunch of different sources. But I saw from the Huffington Post saying that that guy said right. that he didn't ever feel like he was threatened in that situation. I don't know if that's true or not. And I don't know. What it, and, right. and I think that's also relative because that's just one person's experience. Right, on how they, right. On and how there, they there were, felt. Uh, they interviewed reporters who caught the footage. Mm-hmm. And they all backed up Rittenhouse's case, too. And what surprised me was the prosecution called them. Because, mm-hmm. like, one reporter, I think he's from the Daily Wire. Maybe it's another magazine or uh-huh. internet magazine. He's like, um, you know, you guys tried to get me to change my story when I gave it to you. Oh. like, no, he didn't. He's like, yeah, you did. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> he goes that's why I got a lawyer. And yeah, the prosecutor like, wow. just wants to win. Well, they- it just, it seemed, but he didn't call any witnesses that gave his case for him like the third guy that he shot the guy who pointed a gun at him right they're like did you point a gun at kyle rittenhouse he's like yeah he goes what happened and he goes well then he shot me he goes so kyle didn't have the gun pointed at you before right you shot him he's like no and from my understanding he so, said he did that by accident who the guy with the well the with, guy with who the had gun. the gun the guy he who had, had the gun had it illegally because he was a convicted felon and couldn't have it and yeah he, he, cr- had, he crossed state lines with it he hasn't been charged well he has a concealed carry 
that was expired, right? Or he's a convicted felon one too, but he shouldn't have had it. It was illegal. I'm pretty sure he had a concealed carry that was expired. I don't I didn't see that's the thing. I didn't see anything about him being a convicted felon. But again, I didn't dig Right, deep and, I, and I could him. be eating my words here. Yeah, backtrack it. See, that's the thing. See, that's the thing. When I read from Fox, they, right. they, they paint them as like right. career criminals and then you read it from like the Huffington Post. He's a saint. They're they're painting <laughs> yeah. them as people who are just trying to like respond to a thing. So it's just like I I take both of those with a grain. Right, so I'm right, like, right. So I'm like, who the fuck are these people really? And I'm trying to like dig into right. them. I haven't done enough. I'm I'm, well, I'm sure I can pull up their records. I just they, I just haven't taken the time to do it all yet. When they circle back to race, here's what I don't like about it. here's how we should be circling back to race. Us living in the St. Louis area, we got probably the worst part of the country. You know, the north side of St. Louis is bad. How come we're not doing anything to fix that? That's a mostly black area. You think Ladue would go that way? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, okay, we have this issue. This isn't like something we can put off for an election. we got to go help these people because they're getting killed. They have poor education. It just goes ignored. All these black communities around the country just go ignored. And I think both political parties have not grabbed this issue. We need This is an emergency. This is a national crisis. Yeah, it, it, you would think that we would <laughs> we would pour right. more resources into try to bringing these like these impoverished communities up. Like, I just I don't mean, know what the solution is, but it seems like we just do nothing. We accept it, yeah. like what you said in Chicago. A prosecutor, you know, just said, "Hey, it's mutual combat. These two guys are having a shootout in the neighborhood." I'm like, it's "Not what? mutual combat. That's illegal." Like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, I mean. Can we just settle scores like the Wild West now? I mean, it seems so, man. And the body counts are worse than the Wild West in these it's, cities. It's crazy. So, I mean, I think that's what we need to talk about race. Why have we let this community, you know, and they're primarily the, the black communities in these cities that just we got to do something to help them. Yeah. Because uh, now it's get it was getting better for a while. Now it's getting worse again. You know, you know? What, what's fascinating to me as I've as, like as I'm right. as I'm getting older and I'm kind of seeing things. You know, these areas are are heavy democrat areas I, it almost, is almost and you know always what? They, they, they are and you know, i'll tell you, you see what these blue spots and they don't really help a lot of the community and here's what i think it is you, you look at some red spots they're bad order a solid red no competition i mean competition breeds success democrats mm-hmm. don't have to work for votes in those areas so they're not going to work yeah we need a blend man we need we need people Purple states are running the best like texas and florida can go either way so politicians actually try to do work yeah so that's like, if you get lazy just like jujitsu let's say if you go against everybody who sucks, are you going to get better? No. No, that's what these. That's how what politics is. Like, the Democrats got these areas. They can be the worst living conditions almost on the planet in some cases and still win elections. Yeah, well, they're so, just selling hope a lot of times, right? It's like these false promises. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. It's just self-preservation at this point. Just here, you know, they say what right. the constituents want to hear, and then they're like, oh, man, you know, I'm working on it. But right. everybody knows how complicated and, you know, the whole system is. So right. they just accept the fact that, it takes forever, which forever comes never. And you if know? you want to make the argument, the only reason why that's allowed to happen is because they're black. I think that's a strong argument because I think if they started to pile up bodies in Ladue or Clayton like they do on the north side of St. Louis, I think we'd be having a different conversation about policing and yeah, well, things I, like that. It would be stopped. You'd yeah. see like Navy SEALs out there. And Don't get me wrong. I don't want any violence at all to happen to anybody. It's just like what's acceptable violence in this country and what's not. Yeah, you know what I, I think mean? a lot of it just boils down to economics these days. I think I think on the yeah, on, on, be, yeah. I think on the right. I think on the surface, yeah, there's a lot of color there for sure. sure. And you look at like redlining, and you look at all this. Oh, that happened years, and we're feeling the effects of it all sure. the time. Yeah. We're looking at all this shit, you know. And but at the end of the day, like we live in a very like economically driven world. Yeah, and uh, and I think a lot of the the like the stress and a lot of the uh, the issues that people face on a daily basis, it's an economic struggle sure. that 
is often confused as a racial struggle. Well, we need to figure out why, because lots of these areas, like St. Louis Public Schools, you can look at how much they spend per student. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like double the amount of, like, say, where I live in Collinsville, Illinois, but they get people out of, they'll have whole graduating classes where nobody can read or do math. Yeah. On a high school level. Let They're alone just passing everybody level. through. Well, we got to figure out what's wrong because it's not the money in that instance. The public schools are getting it. Where is it going? And how come it's not getting to the kids? Do we need charter schools? Do we need school choice where, okay, I'm not sending my kid to that school because it's a hole. I'm going to opt out so the tax dollars go to this school. Yeah. A lot of people say we should have school choice now, and I'm, I'm to the point to where no matter what we do, no matter how much money we spend, it seems not to fix these problems. So yeah. let's try something different. Competition breeds success. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what, what the answer is. I mean, I don't need I think we just need to try to do new things. What, yeah, because we have now doesn't work. Because we're funding schools with like with property taxes, right? And a lot of times, and like the property ooh. taxes go to that in the yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. So if, you're, if you're in an area that's super poor, you're not getting well, fucking see, tax money. And I could be wrong. You could look it up. I think there's upstate and different parts of the state relocate sources, like the richer parts of St. Louis. I think that goes to some of those poor parts, too, because I think – or maybe I, I – man, I just, I'd have to trace down how much they spend because St. Louis public schools do get a lot of money. You'd be yeah, surprised. Yeah, I'm not really sure where right. it all comes from. I know I know a lot of it, though, is, right. is, is like property taxes of the area. Yeah, a lot of it is property taxes of the area, and like some of those areas got people who don't pay property tax because it's public housing. Well, yeah, it's all – it's like desolate areas. I mean, you go right. you go downtown, and there's like not many jobs. No, right? not I now, mean, no. They're, they're food deserts where there's not really any healthy food. Yeah. It's like how how do you even do anything? How do you how do you, no one's how, open how do you up bring yourself up? No yeah, one's no one's gonna open up high business. crime, yeah. No. Yeah, we got problems to fix in this society. I just need to think we need to go about them the right way. Yeah, I don't and, know what the way is, but it seems like we could be having some conversations not, and doing some man, things about getting, it. Not getting in pissing matches when they don't belong, you know? Yeah. Like this written house thing, people should call balls and strikes. Every institution in our society failed. Let's do better. Our media lied to us about it, too. Let's yeah, be honest. The media is crazy, man. So, I mean, we have to have good institutions that don't fail us. Yeah. I mean, did the judge make the right decision? You can say yes. You can say no. It never should have got to that point. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, so, the kids should have never been there. And that right should have been allowed to go on for three I, days. I think the fucking parents should right. be held accountable in I some regard. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, once is that not a, child endangerment? You would think. You know? Um, like, shit, yeah, man, What I mean, the hell are you doing? I understand yeah. he's 17 years old. He's a fucking boy. I don't care what anybody says. That's and you a know boy. what, though? Citizens and business owners need to take lawsuits against politicians. That's been proposed by some governors. Be like, look, if you let your city get trashed by people, we're going to waive qualified immunity for the people running the city. Hold them accountable. Yeah, because, like, all right, yeah, that kid shouldn't have been there, but good Lord. I mean, that was three days of basically criminals just taking your city over. Yeah, at what point <laughs> are you going to try to, like, get that under control? So it's just, like, when so many institutions fail, bad things are going to happen. It's not just like one did. Yeah, you know it's never I mean? it's so. never just a simple, no. like, this is the reason. Right, yeah. There's a whole bunch going on, man. It never should have got to that judge because it's a bad call either way. Because if he says, or not the judge didn't even make the call, the jury did. If the jury would have convicted him, you're like, under self-defense laws, he was justified. But then, like, okay, are more people going to get fired up to go whack people during protests? And you don't want that. So you're just like, shit. Yeah. You know, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It, this, it's, it's, it's all a crazy and, situation. And I hate to say it. If we keep having riots, man, and there's no law and order and just complete anarchy, there's going to be a power vacuum filled by somebody, and you don't want citizen on citizen on a large scale. Yeah. I mean, if authorities don't get control of this whole situation, on it's going to be bad. I think when you start talking like that, right. people hear it, and 
and the initial thought is, well, that could never happen here. Yeah, like Kenosha probably thought that too. It's a quiet little Midwestern yeah. town. You know? you know, you think that, oh, well, not here in America. Right. Like that's just not what. It, but it's people forget, man. The world is harsh. Yes. And there are people out there who aren't on their fucking phone all day. Right. Who have to really struggle to live. Sure. And who will fucking eat your eyeballs if they need to. Yeah. Like for real, man. Yeah. Like they will kill you. And they'll take things by force because that's just the way of the Them world. Or for, you, yeah. That's just wow. the that's nature. Like that's the law of nature. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to be naive and think that the the way in which we live here in society like can't change or be disrupted. Right. Like it's just going to be this way forever. I think that's it's very short sighted and naive because again, this is a very like small period of time where right. it has been like this. We're very fortunate. Well, let's take some good from this Rittenhouse situation. If there is any good, there weren't any riots last night. There were peaceful protests. That's good. Yeah. I mean, if you don't agree with that decision, go out and protest it. Do not attack people and destroy your own community. So there's protests all around the country and they seem peaceful. So, Hey, get it out. Let's talk about it. Yeah. The media is being really irresponsible again. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the people out there protesting, I may not agree with it, but they're doing something in a productive way. Cool. So. If you, yeah, if you feel like right. you're not being heard and you need to protest and you want to yell and do, go do that. But the right. moment you start like, right. Just, I, I, and here's the thing I can, I can understand the feeling of like feeling helpless and no one's listening and just being frustrated and sure. angry and like maybe not knowing what to do other than just lash out. And then, yeah, and then you sure. start getting this whole group think and then it's just hold this whole contagious like negative energy where everybody is just, cause we like to think that we're super controlled, right. right? But like, we're just fucking animals. And once you start getting a group going well, crazy, then it gets, it gets out of hand. Right. And, and then we have if, this whole fucked up riot situation. If you're exposed to too much news, man, too much of these news stations aren't news stations. They're partisan. It's the end of the world this side's going to conquer the country right. and have their way with you that to piss anybody off they want you fired up if you put me in a room and made me watch like fox news for five hours or msnbc for five hours i'm going to come out ticked yeah at somebody so it's yeah. just yeah i think some people digest too much of that mm-hmm. so yeah like what, what what's your mental diet i'm over it man i don't want to see any more just violence anymore bs let's bring our crime rate down let's educate people let's yeah. all get, i mean because in my everyday life i get along with people of all races all colors man right man. i think that's the american experience to a point yeah i think most people get along i think so too right. man yeah. I, I have some really good friends like i don't have to have the same opinion on you no. i have friends who we're we're on the complete opposite sure. spectrum yeah. when it comes to like the vaccine and how yeah. things are handled and different things but you know what i'll still hug you and tell you i love you and everything's absolutely cool. if i see nine people ten people on the street nine i probably get along with yeah you know, I mean, I just think that's how it is. I think the medians, people take too much into it. Like, we're hate each other. We're at each other's throats. Yeah. I don't see it that way. Yeah. And here's don't. the thing, man. Like, I know I have views and opinions, but I don't necessarily think that they're all right. No, Sometimes no. I think they're right for me, but I, I'm very understanding that I could very well be wrong. Yeah, I have friends I apologize to. Like I told you, like, man, I was wrong and I was out of line. Yeah. Uh, maybe let my emotions get the better of me. Maybe I digested some negative news or some guy. Who's good at propaganda and spinning the wheels? You oh, know? dude, I've yeah. definitely been just like right. I've, I've read something, got fired up, and just dove head into an idea yeah, without even like, thinking, oh, like, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" Or, you know, you you tend to trust right. certain people or sources, and you know, you kind of get your information, and then maybe they have an opinion, right? And it, it does skew in the way in which you think oftentimes, and right. if you're not aware of that, it's like, man, 
Yeah, and I've done that too, man. Like recently, I just looked. I talked to one of my buddies on Facebook like a total dickwad, and I apologized. I'm like, did I owe you lunch, man? I'm sorry. <laughs> right. like, what the hell was I thinking? I went and read my thread. I deleted my comments. I'm like, yeah, man, we're all human, that's not man. cool, man. Yeah, we're all human. You know, I mean, if we were around each other, we'd have got fired up for a second. It would have been over. But like, it's online. I can't see you and say, oh, I'm sorry, man. Give him a hug. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I said that. I'm a dick. <laughs> that's why it's good just to you know, right. put down the phone, pick, yeah. up a, pick up a book, man. Right. Pick up. I mean, it's I always have a book going. It's something I've been doing since I was a kid. Yeah, you're avid reader i yeah. know you post a lot of different books i try and i like when people post back books for me to read now are you how long does it take you to read a book depends on the book like i you know this is funny i usually read educational stuff like you guys got something to learn information like you got over there like 1984 took me about three weeks okay uh, i'm reading a book on the ultimate warrior now it's really big got big writing but there's a lot of pictures i didn't mm. realize that till i ordered it i'm like this is almost like a kid's book but yeah. i'm still i'm still a wrestling fan you okay know? so i'm reading a book that's just gonna take me about 10 days to read that. I'm okay. I'm done already. I've yeah. been doing it a week. You, you, you try to hit like you, like a time? About uh, I go I go for a like, book every, about every three weeks. So I want to get about 15 books in a year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. 15 to 20 is good. Okay. I usually try to follow like the, the 10 pages a day thing that like Andy Frisella kind of reckoned. Mm, I mean, that's so, a good some, benchmark. Some days I get 20. Some oh, days yeah, yeah. Good. I just yeah. try like the 10 pages minimum. It's Honestly, kinda, yeah. But I some mean, people do like, oh, maybe I'll just read like an hour a day or 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, didn't, I didn't know what year. Andy's got a good idea. I do have a bare minimum of reading I do a day. And honestly... Yeah, I get. I got that from him. I mean, I've been reading my whole life, but yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, he's got a good point. I need to have a minimum just for. At the very least, right? Because right. like some days, like sometimes I'm just mentally like, oh man, I don't really feel like right. reading. But all right, if you get your ten pages, at least you hit the ten, and you'll you'll chip away at a book. And honestly, I read the Bible or other religious scripture, like a daily bread book or something like that, every day mm-hmm. too, on top of another book. So, okay, do you do audible books or anything? No, I'm no. old fashioned. Okay, I don't even know how to work one. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I could, and I just don't. Okay, so. okay. I like to get a good mix. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be listening to one and reading a book, sure. just depending on what it is. Like, uh, there's only one book that I've always recommended. That's like I have the physical copy, but I, I, I just know without a doubt the Audible is way better. It's David Goggins' "Can't Hurt Me." The reason being, Arthur, I've heard I've, that's been on my to-do list, dude. It's so the Audible is so phenomenal. The reason being is because um, so Jesse Itzler, who wrote it with David, like he right. he reads it. He's a he's a phenomenal speaker. He does a pretty sure. good job reading it. But after every chapter, it's like a little podcast. It's it's Jesse and David talking about what he just read, and then right. and then Goggins giving like additional stories or different wow. like additional content. So you get all this additional content that you wouldn't get just from the book. So I have I the book. Have, I might try that because I don't like to watch a lot of TV. I just do podcasts and stuff. I'll just turn that on, lay in bed, and yeah, put me to sleep, and then I'll start over. I yeah, I'm a big start fan of. Yeah, I prefer I prefer hard copy books sure. without a doubt. Yeah. I just love the feel of the book. I love the smell. Like I don't like when people say they 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 read a book and then they actually listen to it because like reading right. like reading isn't in my it's not like oh I consumed a book so I read it. Right. It's like how did you like reading is the way in which you consumed it. Sure. Right? If you listen to it, you listen to the book. So right. uh, yeah, as long as you pay attention. Yeah. Like some people read a book and don't know what it's about. They weren't paying attention. When yeah. Read. Yeah. Like you can get the information. I don't know. I'm just I'm a stickler on oh, words. Oh yeah. Eighty four is a hard follow. Like I know people who read it who don't know basic principles of it. Really? Oh yeah. It, I mean it's a hard one to follow. You've read it. So. Yeah. It was. I you know I I started it and then like they put that asterisk in there so then it it like took me to the back so then you could like understand what yeah. what 
was it Newspeak was. So I read that whole thing on Newspeak, and then I started the book again, and that helped a lot. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely um, – I'm glad I read it as an adult. I didn't mm-hmm. – like, I just read it for the first time this year, so. Oh, did you? I read it um, – God, I was listening to an interview with Ice Cube, of all people, and he made a video in the late 90s called mm-hmm. We'd Be Clubbing. And uh, what was in the video was the ending of 1984 where he throws a hammer at the computer screen. Oh, okay. And he started talking about that book. And I'm like, I never heard of that. And, you know, I'm a big Ice Cube fan. That's my era of entertainers, you know. Mm-hmm. Movie star, rapper, the guy, businessman, you know. So mm-hmm. I listened to it. I followed him, and I read the book. It was good. It's a really good book. Right. Um, I, I read it, and then I, I looked up the movie and watched it. The movie's not that good. The movie's awful. It's, it's very underwhelming. They um, need a new one, honestly. Yeah, but, you know, honestly, though, after watching the movie, it kind of put in perspective of, like, that's actually a very short story. Like, not a lot of whole lot happens. Like, the de- no. the details are, are, are the key to that one, but, like, not really a whole lot happens. Like, he meets this girl. There's just kind of this interaction. They kind of, you know, they, they date and fuck around for a while, yeah. and then they get caught, and then they get brainwashed and put back in society. Like, that's, yeah. like that's the whole thing. Like, it, there's not a whole lot of shit happening, but when you actually read it, like it's it's the psychological aspect sure. that you don't get to pick up in the movie. Absolutely, you know, like that's where the bread and butter is. Like, what are the thoughts? Like, what right. are the emotions? Like, what are the feelings going through this guy's head that they don't get to actually portray in the movie? Sure, you know what I'm saying. So if you just take it on face value, not a lot's really happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it didn't translate well to the cinema. Maybe they'll make it better. Maybe, maybe. Hope, yeah, that was an old ass movie. When did they make that movie? It was in the mid '80s, like in the time. '80s. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sure. Just- but just the, the the concepts and the ideas, yeah, just of the control. It's like, how is that not scaring people? Well, people quote 1984 without re- realizing it because it's in our pop culture lexicon now. Big Brother's watching. You, yeah, the double truth speak. Police, you know. Yeah, that's all in popular culture right now because of 1984. People just don't realize it. You see it all the time. I feel yeah. every time you post something on Instagram, like a story, and they're gonna put a fucking COVID. Uh, tag on there, yeah, it's so a you can so, so you can get information. Like, does that not scare you? What are you talking about, people? Yeah. Like, one day that wasn't there, and now it's always there. Right. You can't even you put vaccine on there. You put like it doesn't even have to say COVID. You sure. know what I'm saying? And then it, it it sends you to a link to get information about a vaccine. Like, does that not scare people? It's, yeah, it scares and, the shit and, out and me. you know we can touch the vax part before we wrap this up because we have to. It's, it's a hot topic. Yeah, uh, I had COVID. It didn't phase me. It at all. Yeah. So I have, you know, natural immunity to it, so I'm not getting vaccinated. It's just not Six to 13 times more f- effective. Right. But uh, as far as the vaccine goes, here's my problem with it. We were lied to about it, which disappoints me because I wanted us to go back to normal life. I have elderly parents who got it, and mm. now I was like, thank God they're vaccinated. Maybe they'll be okay. Now now I'm worried because they can still catch it. They can still get sick and die even yeah. vaccinated. So I'm like, oh, crap. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a couple of things that bother me. One, it's not a vaccine; it's gene therapy. Yeah, why are we calling it a vaccine? You know, that's just semantics. Oh, and then they use that as, yeah. and then they use that to call people anti-vaxxers. Hold up, I've been to shove a shit vaccinated. I'm all for life. vaccinations and immunizations, yeah. and I have fucking all of them. That right? Are, yeah, are necessary. You know, I don't, I don't get the flu shot. I'm not going to get this. Well, from a selfish perspective, Adam, and I, I would give all my Pfizer stock just to have a better vaccine. I bought Pfizer stock when this happened. I'm just like, people are believing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they should have bought we, Moderna. Well, yeah. You know, obviously, I don't know at all. We're finding that out. But I'm like, people, like, they, they said, like, three, three billion people have gotten vaccinated. Three billion people in this world don't do anything. The transfer of wealth from buying all these vaccines is going to make, 
Oxycontin and all the opioids look small time. Mm-hmm. People are going to spend so much money on this COVID vaccine every year because it is so ineffective. You're going to have to get two or three shots every year to the day you die, and that really sucks. It's yeah. not a one-off. Well, I think they're, like they're talking about like a one-a-day pills. pill for this. I think Pfizer's trying to develop a one-a-day pill. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be good on your liver and kidneys when you take a, another strong pill. every. I mean, maybe they – see, my thing is there's time-tested trials and all these clinicals for a reason. They – Wiped all those off just to get it out there. Yeah, they they. So I've I've heard like this isn't rushed, and they, I've heard these examples like why it's not rushed. Well, the fact of the matter is, time is built in yeah. to these processes for a reason. For a reason, and you right. can't rush time. You know, I can ingest something today and not have an issue manifest for like a year. Yeah. That's where the time comes in. You can't shorten time. It's impossible. So let's say we're overlapping these these trials, so now we're speeding things up. That's not true. Now we're pumping this into kids. I'm like, holy shit. That's what scares me. I mean, even some far left people are like, hey, you're not putting that in my kids. Yeah. I think if you're an at-risk population. Get it. It's your choice. Yeah. But why are we saying that everybody needs to do this thing? It's scary. That's what's Mandates. really scary. Like, yeah. at, at what? At when? It's like we're trying to nerf the whole world. I didn't know the life was risk free. You know, right. people yeah. people die all the time. It's 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 sad, but it is a fact right. of life. And the fact that ninety nine point five percent of people who who are healthy who get this right. survive. Yeah, I think it's ninety nine something. Some, yeah, something crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then if you're a if you're a kid. You know, like eighteen or younger. It's something. Yeah, it's, it's almost hundred. It's, it's yeah, like it's minuscule. Like yeah, it's it's nothing. And why the political ruling class, as we talked about it, got so behind this? I don't know why their buddies in the media are on this. I don't know that either. Yeah, I don't want to get into the weeds saying, "Oh, they're all in cahoots together." I just it just seems bizarre to me. I've never seen so many powerful people get on the same page about one subject ever. Yeah, there's this huge right. drive. It's like, like this is the way, this is the way, this yeah. is the way. But it's like, hey, man, listen. Right. I don't like how the narrative is if you're not getting a vaccine, then you're probably going to be a burden on the healthcare system. Dude, I can't tell you, right. I don't ever get sick. Like, for real. I just, got an ear inf- I just got an ear infection a couple weeks ago, and I didn't even take an antibiotic for it. Right. I didn't feel like... Like I knew, like my my ear was kind of fucked up and it was a little stuffy, sure. but I didn't feel awful. You know what I'm saying? If it actually affected me whenever I went to co- like go compete at sure. that, sure, oh, but absolutely. But it wasn't something to where it's like, oh my god, like I am dying. Yeah. So it's 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 like if you take care of yourself, you're not yeah. really a burden. Like I don't ever get sick. It's like it's so rare that I get yeah. sick. Yeah. So why would you get loaded up on the COVID vaccine? You're if you've had COVID, maybe you've already had it. You I might have. My son got it, and I think he lost his smell for a couple of days, right. and that was it. So I assume he probably gave it to you just being around him and didn't bother you. Possibly. So they right. go back. My my. I have two kids. They go back and forth between me and my ex wife's house. Sure. So I know their entire household. They all had it, including right. my son. And and uh, I didn't have it. Uh, my fiance didn't have it, neither right. did my daughter. Okay. So I don't know. I, w- I want to go get my antibodies tested. I still I would. I do, I do. I give red. I give blood at the Red Cross about every four months, and they pulled them and said, "Yeah, you had it." And I got it. I gave blood about two weeks ago. And you didn't know that you had it. No. Um, I could have got a few different places. My financial planner, like I said, I train him. Mm-hmm. He had it, and I'm you know I'm spotting him, and I cleaned yeah. up after him at my house on my yoga mats. Wiped this way. You know, uh, I was around up people at my work had it. And I'm, you know, closer than me to you away from them. And so, one, somebody gave it to me. Yeah. It didn't phase me. I haven't stopped training jiu-jitsu this yeah. whole time. Good for you. And I've, I went to – I traveled quite out. a bit. You know, I went to St. Charles and pumped iron to the gyms around my house. Got nice. Over. Yeah. So, I, I mean, <laughs> so, I haven't yeah. – I've, I've been in airports. I went to 
Yeah. I've went to Nogi Worlds, Master Worlds, Pans. Like, I've done all these things. As long as you had your mask on while you're doing jiu-jitsu, you're fine. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that, yes, yes, that yes. That cloth mask that is a magic is amulet. it, baby. Let's get that mask on before we roll. I buy into that. I'm a huge Dr. Fate fan. He wore a magic amulet for a mask. You ever read <laughs> the comic book character? No. Uh, he's like... It's called Dr. Fate. He's like I'll a... look him up. Actually, he was around before Dr. Strange, and Marvel copied him and made him a lot cooler than actually Dr. Fate is, but he's one of my old school favorites. He's like the magic guy of uh, DC. Oh, I see him here. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. He's, look, he's got a great look. He's to got him. a nice like like a Spartan mask. Yeah, and he's yeah. I don't know why he's not more popular. You know? uh, that's he's cool. Got oh, cool magic tricks. Because he's from he's from Africa. He has an onk on him. That's why. Yeah, he's got different. Uh, he's got to be African, right? Because uh, well, in the center of his chest is a big onk. I which, think that's which where is, he's got a couple different uh, helmets, a, magic, and so's that onk. I think that is from Africa. That's an Egyptian know. symbol, without yeah. a doubt. Yes, sir. He's got various magic things from around the world that oh, makes him Doctor Fate. I'm about to check homie out. Yeah, that's cool. I really dig this stuff. I'm I'm kind of a nerd, but not so much that I I dive really. Like, I didn't read comic books. I used to love like the X Men cartoon. That was, oh yeah, that was my jam. I mean, that's about when I watch shows now. I follow like comic shows. Occasionally, I follow a non one, but I love often. all the Marvel movies. In my opinion, I love those movies. Yeah, I like DC movies too, though. DC movies aren't as good. I read a lot more DC comics growing up. They just have not translated to the screen good. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing it as well as Marvel. I kind of enjoy some of the darkness. Right. Um, I really, I loved the whole Christopher, Christopher Nolan Batman. Those were the best ones. Those yeah. were phenomenal. Um, the thing is about comic book movies, people who make them overthink them. You have great stories right there. Already? Just don't change them. Just don't do anything. Just open up the comic. All right, Batman does that. The Joker does that. Yeah. Or Superman does that. I don't know why they try to reinvent the wheel with these comic book That's movies. how I feel with video game movies. Like, yeah, they they go off the beaten path. Like, I don't play video games so much these days, but as a kid, I yeah. fucking used to love them. And anytime they made a movie, I'm like, you already had the story. Yeah, I remember like when I was in the 90s in high school, I wanted to see Super Mario Brothers and a Double Dragon movie. Those were <laughs> cool games, especially like Double Dragon could have went a lot of cool directions. Yeah. It was hideous. I was a kid, so I, right. I, I didn't have any opinion on it. I liked them, but right. I look back on them. They, they were so cheesy and tacky. They should right. do Double Dragon again. They could make that thing Whoa. sweet. Well, like Mortal Kombat, that Mortal Kombat. Combat movie they just made was amazing to me. I liked it. It's supposed yeah. to be a trilogy, so I really am interested to see where uh, they take that. Me and a mutual friend of ours, he gave me a good point about how weak Shang Tsung was in there. But other than that, it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. It was a. That was a. Those were some of the best fight scenes I've I've seen on screen. Yeah, you could tell the people knew what they were doing. It was good. It was really good. Uh, I think the guy who played Scorpion's one of the most decorated karate tournament fighters in Japan's history. He's like is he? 60, but you see how he moves. He's great. So right. one of my hands-down favorite movies is uh, The Last Samurai with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he's one of the samurais in that movie. Yeah, I mean, that's how, and he's been around a while, and the guy who played Sub-Zero's on Warriors, and he's, I think he was on the Indonesian Judo team. He's a well-skilled martial artist. Yeah, they're talking about just how fast he is. Right, and you could see these guys going. There wasn't one camera trick there, and I'm like, holy crap, yeah. those are two guys that can freaking go. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really love Right. The, the choreography that comes in martial arts movies is just so beautiful to watch. Especially when guys actually know what they're doing and they don't have to use a lot of camera tricks. Yes. Like, yeah. It's like when right. they can just go through it, it's like a dance. It's like it's just so fluid. Right. I and, really enjoy it. And that's what that I think some movies have been missing that lately, but Mortal Kombat nailed it. Yeah. It if you great. weren't drawn into that movie, that first fight scene where, you know, oh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but well, just watch you, watch the opening of You should have watched it by now. If you haven't, then get your life together. Well, when Scorpion and Sub Zero go at it in the first part of that movie. So That's about great. as good as a fight scene as you're ever going to see in a it movie. It was great. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. 
Uh, well, Paul, my yeah. man. We could have went for about even hours more. You made me late to my workout. My workout partner is going to be flexing. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, that's, dude, we, could, we, could, we need to do this again. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, tell the people how they can check you out. Yeah, well, I mean, follow my story on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, I'll be doing more. I'm always doing bodybuilding and health stuff, fitness. Uh, you know, you're friends with me on Facebook. I do a variety of conversations on various subjects. Uh, let's just keep our minds fresh, people. Talk to people who disagree with you about stuff. Do it politely. Uh, you know, I'm a victim of getting too heated sometimes, and if I've ever said anything to you on Facebook or in life, I apologize if I got too heated. Just let's take the temperature down in this country and realize how good of an opportunity we have to live a good life. Right on. That's my message. Trying to be positive. Awesome. All right, Paul, I appreciate it, man. No problem, brother. All right, bye, everybody. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in. This was a really good conversation. We, we dove into some things. Uh, after this conversation, actually, I, I went and dove further into the Kyle Rittenhouse case and, and actually really got my mind wrapped around it. But it's conversations like these that uh, are so invaluable. It just helps, at least for me, gain an understanding and really get my thoughts in order. So this was a really fun one. Thank you so much, Paul. Guys, if you're getting value out of the show, do me a solid. Tell a friend. Leave a rating review. Uh, share it on social media all of these things uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed everything helps uh, and I can't do it without you uh, that's all I have for you guys I love you I'll be back very soon uh, this next conversation that we're about to release oh you are not going to want to miss it alright I love you guys be good bye Mwah.